For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's installment of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in tonight, right here, Tuesday, 7 o'clock. You always know what's going on here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. we got a lot of great guests that are going to be here tonight. And, of course, I would be remiss if I wasn't joined by my broadcast colleague, my longtime friend, and a very familiar face here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to the show tonight the Night Owl. Night Owl, how are you doing this evening on the Wrestle Talk Podcast? Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. How exciting to be here. And let me tell you something. I got a lot to get into, but wait, wait a minute. Some sort of disturbance? What, what the hell is going on here? Roberts? Roberts? What? Holy sh- That's right. That's right. Welcome to the wild side. Can't hear a word Curtis, Curtis Wild, wait a minute. Are you interfering with our technology, sir? You're not scheduled to be here today. I don't appreciate you coming on here and taking over and muting me and my partner. What, what the hell's going on here? Who did you pay off? What is the meaning of Well, I don't know if you realize it yet, Renee, but my, my, my uh, tactics are changing a little bit. You see, I didn't hack in. I was invited. So you're going to have to talk to your back-end people and and find out exactly who in your office is chanting let's get wild uh probably some of those mark interns in the back i'll have a conversation with them but curtis listen you're here it's fine you did what you had to do to get here on the wrestle talk podcast and of course we always do appreciate uh whenever illustrious superstars such as yourself graces with their presence but my understanding from what i'm getting here in my left ear is that you've got some sort of message to deliver let's hear it Well, the fact is, this Saturday night, it is going to be a show like none other at SICW. We are not only going to have Cowboy Bob Orton, the WWE Hall of Famer, in tag team action, but we are going to have in the building none other than former NWA heavyweight champion, Wildfire, the original Wildfire, Tommy Rich. And at the top of the card in the main event, for the first time ever. It is Curtis Wilde versus Attila Khan for the SICW Classic Championship. Well, I have to say, even though I don't appreciate the unannounced uh, uh, um, you know, appearance 
Um, I must. I, I'm glad that you decided and chose Wrestle Talk Podcast to break this news. Now, Curtis, I only have one question, one question only, because we got to keep moving with today's show. But are you in your right mind, sir? Attila Khan, a man who recently competed for the NWA Heavyweight Championship, a man who uh, can't seem to stay out of, um, let's just say, let's just say things have gotten a little messy in his last batch of matches. Is that something that the volatile one is is ready to run into head on, man? Are you sure about this? I, I have to know. Well, Renee, think about it. Am I the one who should be questioning my decision? Th- think back. About three years ago, I was champion everywhere that mattered. I was the top of the card. I was the top of the food chain. I was at the top of the ladder. Attila Khan, you were in New Breed Wrestling. I was the champion. You were there. You were in South Broadway, MMWA. I was the champion, and you were there. And now you might be the champion. But if you look back before COVID, Attila Khan, you were there. And I was a champion. So should I be the one that is fearful for my safety? If you ask me, I think Travis Cook was protecting Attila Khan this whole time. And the international bounty hunter is going to be hunted. Skywalker, it looks like we finally regained control here. Uh, Curtis Wilde with a strong and firm message delivered here early on on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Not sure if you had something to do with this. But how in the hell do people keep hacking into the Wrestle Talk podcast and taking control? I demand some sort of explanation. Robert, you're my program director. How could you allow this to happen again? Well, who knows? I mean, after all the stuff that's been going on with Nightmare Jones, maybe it was Nightmare Jones. Who knows? What do you I mean? Again, Nightmare but- Jones? That's who you're blaming? All right, all right, hold on. My, my understanding is that Curtis Wilde has one last message that he wants to deliver because we are courteous. And respectful of Herb Simmons. We're going to give him that platform just one more time. Curtis Wilde, final thoughts. This Saturday night, August 13th, Attila Khan, Curtis Wilde, one-on-one for the SICW Heavyweight Championship for the first time ever. Be there. Woo! My, my, my. Roberts, I got to get your thoughts on that, man. The volatile one is just that. He's volatile and he's wild. Well, you know something. I'm I'm gonna kind of bend the bend the, the the curtain, so to speak, a little bit here. I've known Curtis Wild now for nearly 20 years. I've seen this man inside the squared circle. I know what he's capable of. Had an opportunity to watch some footage presented by SICW a few hours ago uh, on social media, and I got to tell you right now, if this was Attila Khan, even Six months ago, I'm going to say all day, Curtis Wild, new SICW Classic Wrestling Champion. But this Attilicon is scary. This Attilicon has left men that I've known for years. Guys like Flash Flanagan. Guys like the human wrecking ball, Pete Madden. He has left them in a mass inside the ring. A bloody mess. And I'm going to tell you right now, I give kudos to Herb Simmons for getting this contract signed. It's going to be a trip to the wild side. The only problem is, and I don't mean any disrespect because I've been a very close follower and respectful of one Curtis Wild. I think he's walking to the wild side. Well, well let me tell you, okay, and, and I know everybody's waiting for us to get into the show, and, and but I have to say this because I got, I'm a fan of everything that, that goes on Southern Illinois, Eastern Missouri, 
But this matchup is something that, that concerns me because Curtis Wilde is coming in kind of with a different approach here. I think it's a little bit different from what we're used to him. And, and I wonder if this is the time for him to be changing his approach. I mean, he, he, you got to dance with the girl that got you the ball. And now all of a sudden, this decorum, this class, this this tactfulness, instead of just, you know, I mean, I guess Curtis Wilde's always been tactful. But it I, I just hope Curtis Wilde hasn't lost his edge before going to the edge of hell with Attila Khan. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, I'm going to throw it to you this way, Renee. When you look at it this way, Curtis Wilde is in the best shape of his career. Not only is he in the best shape of his career, but he has the fans behind him. And as I was going to say just a few minutes ago, this Saturday night, Attila Khan, Curtis Wilde are going to go to the wild side. My only concern is, will Curtis Wilde walk out the same? Well, 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 well. I'm just going to say this. Do not underestimate Curtis Wilde. We know what he's done in the past to attain those multiple championships. And and, uh, he is a veteran. Uh, um, I mean, they both really are. But there's a lot to be said about a guy that's been around the business for this long and been that successful. I would not want to be a betting man in the middle of this conversation. And I'll just leave it at that. Now, with all that said, we do have some business to tend to because we've read the emails. We've heard the complaints. The Wrestle Talk podcast recently, a little bit mid. Why? Because of the host? Absolutely not. Because of the guest? Definitely not. No, no, no. It's because one of the most beloved parts of the Wrestle Talk podcast has been missing. And Skywalker, I know you anonymously sent this email because you haven't been able to do it for the last couple of weeks. But guess what? The Night Owl is back, baby. Problem solved. I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Hit it. Wow, it's back, baby. It's back. And you know what? That may be the worst rendition of the greatest song in history. I'm sorry. I love that song. America, bitch. Night Owl, I got to look at I'm looking at the Facebook (laughs) comments already. And I got to tell you right now, when you get comments going, there go my ears bleeding. (laughs) Uh, Can I take my ears Uh, out? Uh, Yeah, but you know something? Wait, wait. Speaking of which, let let me just say this, because I know we got to get into the sponsors. Facebook user. Okay, you got to hit that link. Okay, and you got to allow if you want us to be able to see who you are, especially my folks in the FWWC. There's a link. Hit that link. Uh, let it approve, and we'll be able to see who you are and um and and who is who it is that is speaking. If not, feel free to go to either the uh, the YouTube link, uh, Twitter, or our regular Facebook page. Okay, if you want to see yourself pop up on the comment section. I know everybody loves seeing their comments with their name pop up. So just FYI to those people. On that note, Skywalker. Hold up, hold up. We got somebody here filling in the role of Joe Lance. What? Look right underneath there on the screen. Oh, what? Somebody filling in here for Joe Lance today. Let's see what? Let's see who it is. It's Joe Lance. (laughs) 
Bro, where the hell did you go last week? You were supposed to come back for snippets, and you just you disappeared. I didn't. I thought that I was done. I'm sorry. No, bro, it just you know you go a little long sometimes. That's all it is. Nothing's sometimes. changed, Joey. Sometimes nothing sometimes. has changed, bro. How you doing, man? You I'm look good. great. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Now I heard that you're here because LT's here. Uh, well, absolutely, but sure. I mean, you know, he is the promoter of the uh, promotion that I work for. You I mean, mean your boss? He's, right? Yeah, he's my boss. Yes, LT let's is my get, boss. Let's let's well, get off. People I mean, still complaining about. I Roseanne, mean, by the way. <laughs> LT's my boss, but but Vlad is really my my boss. You know the the you know since I'm part of the Russians, you know. Oh, uh, we're gonna get into that here in just a little bit, Joey. But you know what? Since you are here, my friend, we've got to haze you because you know how the night all gets down. So check this out. Joey, I hope you get your glasses on, baby. For all time's sake, hit the folks with that wonderful sponsor spot, if you wouldn't mind, my friend. Go ahead. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to, to thank Royal Mills Transportation with Devon Mills, Rads Buns Engraving. The Rest of Talk Podcast Mug is just $20. Novum's Barber Launch, KCMO, Ask for Peter Barber, King Kate Arcade, at Oak Park Mall, everything combat with Pat Milicic and our boy Jeffrey Wilson, Jay Hollywood, Interstate 70 Sports, sports Media with our boy Jeremy Cobb, and of course the FWWC, the Woods Premier Fantasy Wrestling Group. Woo! <laughs> Good job, Joey. Last That's time a lot I to saw say. you. Last time I saw you get that nervous, you were in a royal, a battle royal, and you were doing your best to jump over the third row, but you couldn't. I was, I, I, <laughs> I was, and I got stopped, and I got hit with, with the book of truth, and yeah, then I got stomped, and then I got tossed out. And then later, you get hits with the snippets of truth. So I mean, you know, that's pretty incredible. But <laughs> thanks for being here, Joey. Man, it's always a an honor and a pleasure. Um, listen, we're gonna get in high spots. You want to join us for high spots, and then sure. uh, we can get into uh, uh to Latin Tornado here in just a couple of minutes. Now, Absolutely. Skywalker, I know you're the one that's great about keeping me on board and on track. We took care of everything so far, right? We hit our sponsors. We got to get into high spots. Uh, Curtis Wild, what can I say? The dude does what he wants when he wants. And for that reason, I think he's got a good chance against Attila Khan. But we, we've discussed that already uh, at length. Uh, shout He's out to Jeremy. Nobody's afraid of Attila Khan. Nightmare Jones, if you weren't 1,800 miles away, you wouldn't be talking like that. Okay, so just just relax. Okay, just just relax. But Skywalker, have we hit everything so far? Or are we on track? Well, you know something, Renee. I'm going to go ahead and take it a step farther. We've covered everything that's going on, but you know we got one more thing to take care of here before we have our first guest in just a few minutes. And I know we got that music ready, so let's go ahead and throw it to our good friend DJ Money. And go ahead and get rocking and rolling with the best in professional wrestling, the, the newest and latest, greatest information, that being the high spot segment. Let's take it away, DJ Money. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. WrestleTalk Podcast. DJ Money. Welcome to high spots where we pop news like Claire Chops. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non-stop, like I'm running streets with a black dot. We hit hard like chair shots and backdrops. Like a block flash, so like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up the steam while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Uh. All 
All right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The high spot segment intro. Skywalker, um, you were a little late with your high spots topics, okay? And I, I'm a little upset about that, but I know you've been busy. Power went out at your place. A hundred different things, and I understand. I mean, we all understand, dude. Stuff happens. No need to sweat it. But I will say this. I have a couple of high spots topics ready to go, and while we discuss them, I'm actually going to go ahead and load yours so that we can go back and forth a little bit. Are you comfortable with that? You know something, Night Owl? What's up? One of them that's in there in that topic has been something I've literally been working up to the very, very last minute on, and I think you're going to know which one we're talking about. It's a very hot-button issue in the world of Midwestern professional wrestling, but I'm ready for high spots. I know you got a lot of great information. I know that Nightmare Jones does when he gets them in on time as well, so let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling with our first high spots question. Take it away, Night Out. Okay, guys. First question up tonight. Sunny Money is not here, but it is 7.20 p.m. Central Time. How many cups of coffee has Sunny Mayo had up to this point? Everybody Ten. wants to know. Ten. Ten? Okay. <laughs> How about you, Skywalker? I'm going to be generous tonight and say four. Four jugs. Nah, okay, never mind. That's not, one, that's no, not really four, the topic. <laughs> four one liter bottles of coffee. Four one liter bottles. All right, no, no. Here's the here's the real high spots uh, topic, gentlemen. Okay, let's get ready for this thing. And this one involves fan interaction with female talent. You guys okay. will understand as soon as you read this question. Roberts, why don't you read that off the screen for us, bud? Are you offended by the fact that Sasha and Naomi are choosing to interact with fans at a distance? You know, there's two ways to look at this. Number one, could it be that Naomi and Sasha Banks are a little more next level when it comes down to interacting with fans? Or are they looking at it legitimately, considering the fact they are, we don't know what their status is right now with the WWE. Are they protecting themselves? I mean, both sides are very valid. I mean, they did make their appearance. They were there. They were interacting with fans. I mean, that's a part of being involved in pro wrestling. We may never know the true meaning of why things happened the way they did. But, I mean, again, you can't really blame them for what they, they choose to do. Nightmare Jones, while you're at it here, what are your thoughts I mean, on this issue? I mean, I, I understand where, you know, they're, they're coming from. But at the same time, you know, people spent over a hundred dollars to get their their pictures taken with 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 them at like a pretty good good uh, distance. I mean, and you know, a lot of people reference you know all these other pictures that that people have posted. Uh, apparently, there there's a thing to like try to do like uh, creepy prom photos. So a lot of fans would like ask the female wrestlers to do like creepy prom photos and stuff. So I mean. That could have been it. I, I don't really know. I mean, I I personally wouldn't pay that kind of money to, to stand that far away from, from, you know, from one of my, my favorite wrestlers. But that's just me. I mean. And I, and I totally agree with you, with you, Joe. I mean, Night Owl, you're here as well. You've heard both sides of the story. Let's get your take on this. Well, here's my thing. Um, I think buyer beware is what applies here. Right. I think that you should be aware of what you're putting your money into, especially if it's a nice little chunk of change, like $120 for a picture. Okay, I would want to be very, very clear on exactly what I was getting. And then once I found out that I was not going to be able to within, be within six feet of the talent, 
then I would make my decision based on that. Now, what I've seen, and Joey, I think, alluded to it just a few minutes ago, a lot of times at these conventions, fellas, you see it. The, the talent is behind the table, and then the fan is, like, beside the table or, like, in front of the table or something like that. So it's not abnormal. I guess what makes this stand out a little bit more is, A, they're girls, and maybe they think fans are disgusting, so that kind of crosses one's mind. And, B, for the price – Joey, $120, bro, that's half of one of your badass championship belts that you have. For one picture, one once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, you know, for a lot of us, WrestleMania is a once-in-a-lifetime thing or a summer is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Are you saying you wouldn't spend $120 to get a picture with the Nightmare Jones? No, bro, why Why would I pay <laughs> if I could get it for free? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But point being, fellas, buyer beware. It, it felt a little weird to me, especially knowing how much charity work Sasha and Naomi have done. Maybe they've gotten put themselves into the zone where they're going like ill, nasty, you know, mouth breathing fans. But I, I'm not sure. Maybe the state that they were in, uh, you know, COVID count is starting to go up. I'm not sure. But again, if you're going to put money into an autograph signature or if you're a signature or a picture or anything, just make sure you know what you're paying for. That fan has a responsibility to know what they're spending their money on. And if they didn't do it, well, in the words of Dak Draper, shame on you. You. All right, now, next topic, let's keep it moving here. And Skywalker, I know exactly where you're going with it. Jonesy, maybe you can bring an outsider's perspective to this because you are out in the, in the upper northeast. But Skywalker, I'm going to go ahead and read this question, but I want you to lead off again because, man, I know this is one that's near and dear to your heart. Just recently, it was kind of put out to the public that a certain amount of professional talent within the state of Missouri are taking a stand against the Missouri State Athletic Commission for some of the ridiculous, what they perceive to be ridiculous, additional charges and fees that are being charged not only to the fans, to the promotions, but also the talent to able to be able to, uh, um, you know, exhibit their talents in the world of professional wrestling. There's a lot of complaints uh, about it being treated uh, like other things that it's not like. I'm going to let you get more into more detail, but to read the question, it says, should professional wrestling be removed from the authority of the Missouri State Athletic Commission? And we will throw this across the board. Does everybody else in every other state believe, Joey and fans, that it should be abolished from your state? We'll start with you, Skywalker. Let's hear it from the listeners. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, in about the last three days, there has been so much talk. And I'm going to kind of kind of veer away from a little bit for just a second. When the WWE moves away from the terms sports entertainment and are now allowing wrestler and wrestling back into the vocabulary, that's one of those things that kind of kind of puts me in a little bit of a different mindset here. Now, can I agree with an athletic commission making sure that rules and regulations are followed? Yes, I know of a couple of individuals in particular, who, and I know Night Owl, you're knowing exactly who I'm talking about, who always touted the rules. And I get that. But some of the things that have been said over the course of the last couple of months have really pushed the envelope. They've really kind of gotten people irritated. Things like how certain athletic commissions are not funded by the state. Certain athletic commissions feel that they need to regulate things however they see fit. And there's no real regulation to it. Oversight. Oversight, yeah. And when you look at it now, and I mean, again, professional wrestling promotions, whether it is a Dynamo Pro, 
or a CCW or a New Breed Wrestling or an MMWA, among others, that are bringing professional wrestling to the fans, they've been doing it for years. And they have followed the rules every step of the way. And now they're making it to a point of where those, I mean, and I, I don't want to say it's way, but it's the truth. If you don't have a multi-million dollar bankroll, they're trying to push you to the side. And that, to me, aggravates me. There are so many professional wrestlers in the state of Missouri who have plied their trade, who have put in the time and the effort. And I like this comment here by Jeremy Lightfoot. It's, it's been ridiculous. They've just gotten worse with things. You know, so there are so many wrestlers who take up their time, their money, their efforts, their travels, you name it, to learn the craft of professional wrestling. And now with all the things that they're putting on top of it, I mean, it's even one of those where if you have people that are coming in as guests of a promotion, you have people that are coming in and doing all sorts of things to come see professional wrestling, and now you're actually being penalized for those things. When you sit down and look at this, to me, I was surprised to see another petition being put forward, but I, I, I think it's one of those, having an athletic commission, yes, but having an athletic commission that doesn't get oversight, that doesn't get seen, that doesn't get regulated like it should, that's where I have my problem. Jonesy, before, yeah, I you, mean, before you start yawning on us, I'm not I know yawning. you guys are... I know you guys are a little spoiled up in the Northeast, bro. Tell us what it's like where you're at. Are you guys dealing with the same thing as us? I can only imagine that it's even as, worse where you're at. Let's talk about it. As far as I know, uh, there is nothing. Uh, as far as I know, the athletic commission is nothing like it is uh, in the M M Missouri area. Um, I know that in West Virginia, you don't have to have a license to be a professional wrestler. Um you don't have to get a license. Like, like if you go into like Virginia and maybe Maryland, I think that you do. This should be a good question for uh, LT since he is a promoter. He would be able to to, to answer even more because he would know more about it than than I would. But I know that in West Virginia, you don't have to have a a, a license. But that's just crazy. So wow. let me let me ask you though. So. Okay, so you're not sure about your particular area. That's fine. You're not yeah. a promoter. That and we are going to talk to LT about that. But at its at its base, do you believe that there should be an athletic commission regulating the sport, or do you not believe it, and why? Or are you somewhere I mean, in the middle? I mean, it it it, it depends if 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 it's you know taking money left and left and right, and you know ridiculous things. You know, constantly, then, then absolutely no. But if 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 it's just there for for the protection and whatnot, then you know, then yeah, then it's a good idea. Well, hold on, hold on, Ida. I want to go ahead and throw something here. And I mean, again, you know me. I usually try to stay very focused on the Russell Talk podcast. I've got my phone right here. I have already had messages from people I know in four different states. I've had people here on the Russell Talk podcast that have made comments about this already. This is a hot button issue. This is going to be something, and again, Nightmare Jones brings one perspective. I bring a second perspective, and that's why the Russell Talk podcast is so unique, is we bring all forms, all different parts of the spectrum of professional wrestling, all different points of in between. Now, Night Owl, you've been around St. Louis Wrestling. What are your thoughts? Okay, and as I prepare to give my thoughts, um, and um, Aaron Wallace, thank you for being here, and thank you for your support. I want to throw this up real quick, and then I'm going to give you my take. 
uh, respected long-term veteran of professional wrestling here in the Midwest, the Iceman says, I'm good with the requirements of the physical license and blood work, but not okay with the extra fees. And with Westers being in the same category as boxing and MMA, it's part of what needs to change. Okay. I like that. Strong take. Very strong take. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just tell you guys my thoughts, okay? Over-regulation is a massive problem in this country on almost every level. And I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds because if not, Chris Rodell and Jeremy Carp will delete me from social media. (laughs) But, (laughs) but I will say this. It needs to be to scale. Okay. If a wrestler has earned X amount of dollars in the previous year, their fee should be relative to what they're making in the business. Same for a promoter. If a promoter is running four shows a year, they should not be paying the same as somebody that runs 15 to 20 shows a year. Why? Because you're squeezing the little bit of financing that that small promotion may have. Now you say, well, that's unfair. Why wouldn't everybody pay the same? Well, how's that working out for you guys? They got it spread all the way across the board evenly for everybody. When in reality, it's different for everybody. If I dedicate myself to this and my fee is $200 a year, that doesn't seem like a lot. But if I'm a weekend warrior and I only wrestle, you know, 15, 20, 25 times a year, or if I'm a veteran, okay, if I'm somebody that can't wrestle as much as I used to, would it be fair for me to pay that same amount? I think it needs to be to scale based on where the promotion is and where the talent is. And then there also needs to be a cap on that scale. Okay, just like I'm sure WWE pays Squilch for their licensing fees. Okay, Uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I think that it all needs to be relative to what you're actually looking at. And this across the board increase on everybody is ridiculous. All they're doing is extinguishing the flame of professional wrestling that has come back within our area in particular, because I know it's always been strong up on the upper Northeast, but in our area, guys, it's just now starting to make a comeback and they're squeezing the little bit of resources that we have out of the sport before we can even really get started. It's ridiculous. So is regulation necessary? Yes. Cause there's a lot of crazy people out there. You don't want people with AIDS wrestling, people with diseases wrestling. You don't want any of that. Okay. You want guys to be safe. You guys want, you don't want guys to make it back to their families, right? Physicals and blood work. But some of this extra shit is just ridiculous. These fees, the same thing they do us to us with concerts and sporting events. Now they're trying to do the exact same thing with professional wrestling. It is absolutely ridiculous. And in the words of one of our Facebook users here, they're just doing whatever they can to keep the little man down. Because this shit ain't affecting the big companies. It's affecting the small to medium-sized companies. And I personally object. I object. We Those know are my thoughts. Now- I want to throw one thing out here, too. And, again, it's just food for thought. And By I, the way, I, LT in one minute. We got LT in one we minute. We got LT guys. coming up here in just a minute. minute. But here, here's the idea, real simple. And I agree with you, the idea of where there should be some kind of balance. But you know something? Then what's going to happen? Are they going to go ahead and throw the accounting fees and all that kind of record-keeping onto the promotions? Or are they going to try to throw it on the wrestler? Which, I mean, again, you've already got wrestlers that come in from all across the world that come in, especially to the state of Missouri. Are you going to have each individual wrestler or each individual promotion going to have to have keep an accountant on record in order to be able to do those things? That could be the next step. And I agree, and I'm very appreciative of people like Jeremy Lightfoot, like the Iceman, who've stepped up and said, hey, there's a certain line when it comes to professional wrestling. There's a certain line with rules and regulations. 
but don't cross it. I remember, and again, both these gentlemen, thank you for your input as well as everybody else has been putting it out there tonight. When it comes down to it, there's a line. That line has been solid for years, and it's only been in the last couple of years that a lot of different states, not just Missouri, but a lot of states have been approaching that line. They've been stepping up and up on that line, and I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes down to it, it's going to be an issue for a long time yet. Well, you know what? With that said, we're going to continue this conversation with a man that's actually in the business, operating successfully week in, week out. Guys, it is an honor and a pleasure to welcome this man on. And you know what, Joey? Just because you're here, brother, and you're the one that's the most familiar with this gentleman, why don't you do us all a favor and give LT, the Latin Tornado, the proper respect and introduction that he deserves? Ladies and gentlemen, the man we have coming up is a man that you may have seen in the area in the, uh, the House of Pain Wrestling Federation. You've seen him with Kobe Pro. You've seen him in WDWA. Ladies and gentlemen, the promoter, the, the, the head of WDWA, the Latin Tornado. Hello, everybody. LT, welcome, baby. We got some music for you. Wait a minute. What happened with it? What that music? Oh, oh Jordan Hall. Oh, Jordan Hall. <laughs> yeah. LT, welcome, my friend. Honored to have you on the show once again. Uh, looks like we got a little bit of a freeze frame, but we can hear you, right? We can hear you yeah, loud and clear. Uh, I am in White Pine, Tennessee, right now for my ten hours break, heading heading back home. So, uh, yeah, I'm on a uh, cell phone, uh, using my cell phone as a Wi-Fi for my laptop. So you might lose me a little bit. But yeah. Well, don't worry about it. You know what? I always suggest too. You can also just click the link directly on your cell phone. You don't have to be on a laptop. So if you want to try that, it's it's no big deal. Just we definitely uh, want to see you. Doing, it was doing the same. Same deal. It's okay. Just, cool. Yeah, it was, it's all right. Well, it's fine with me. The important thing is that we can hear you because my understanding is you've got a lot to say about a big time event that's right around the corner. But before we get about this uh, 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 to this event in Berkeley, okay, we got to ask you about Ref Joe. Okay, <laughs> we, LT. Oh my! Listen, you're you're a generous guy. You're a sweetheart. Giving Joe an opportunity to um to kind of live out his dreams a little bit pulling back the curtain here what does it take for someone to earn your trust to that extent particularly a referee who isn't a quote-unquote trained wrestler what gives you the confidence in a talent like joe lance to let him do some of the great stuff that he's been doing over at wdwa bro you gotta let us in on that well you know i when i bring somebody into the company I watch him for how to react with the fans, how the fans like him. Do they hate him? Like they hate Joe Lance. Um, you know, things like that. <laughs> so, we figured that out pretty quick, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they love him so much that when uh, a few months ago he got sat by, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the Marcus Kane and uh, the Mick Man, uh, Miasma, Zach Francis. 
Yeah. We saw it. We saw the video all the way over here in the Midwest. We saw it all, bro. Keep saying one more time, one more time. Yep. Yeah. I I I remember that. I, I'll never forget that. Yeah, because you dream about it every night, Joe. Right. You have every time I lay down, right? I still I, have I a lady, few of tasers. The last thing he did was to get his nose in a match he wasn't supposed to be in the building to begin with. So I uh I ordered him to be in the uh the next uh uh bunkhouse brawl will happen which happened two weeks later after that after that show uh two weeks ago. So how do you uh, think he, he performed? <laughs> how do you think he performed in that matchup? Hey, he got his ass beat. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I did. Ah! Sorry. Oh man, I, Joey. You know, for old Johnny. Time's sake, <laughs> <laughs> All right, LT. Uh, next question for you, man. So, the Latin Tornado as a in-ring talent, and I, we we showed your picture. Uh, you saw it on the poster. Hopefully, you appreciated the artwork. Talk Thank to you. us about going back and 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 reminiscing on your time in the ring. Um, and and who knows, you may not be done yet, but. That transition from in-ring talent to promoter, what is one of those key things that you had to change about your mindset? Because, for example, me, I went as a uh, – in my job, I went from being like a frontline worker to being a manager. And there's a, there's a mental shift that has to take place, right, in order to make that transition. What was that shift like for you in your position going from wrestler to promoter? Well, I, I've been watching the people that I have been working with in the past, like uh, – you know, Dick Carry, the late Dick Carry Coffee, uh, you know, Kobe, uh, Cody Kobe, uh, you know, guys like that. And of course, when I did, well, I didn't decide it. It was kind of decided for me. Uh, when uh, Kobe Pro uh, closed doors, uh, a few of the guys approached me about, hey, why don't you start uh, uh, running a league here in Berkeley Springs? I'm like, eh, that's a lot of work. He's then my wife said, yeah, we can do it. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and here Whoa. we are. Six years later, you know, uh, there was somebody else running uh, and, and, and Joe Land don't know the story because uh, uh, that was the first time I came to the program. I was actually a listener. But uh, somebody, uh, you know. we were told that uh, we were not last first six months. And then, oh, you won't last two years. And here we are six years later on a. Uh, our fan base keep increasing. Now we're in Martinsburg, so we're a bigger city. Yep. Uh, Joe, I, I want to ask you about this because yes, I remember when I first joined the Wrestle Talk podcast, Covey Pro was a big part of what you and Rick, Absolutely. the late great Rick Rose, were doing. So, so talk to us about what you've seen in the progression, right? Because I know Covey Pro closing was a big loss for pro wrestling in your area, but from that, right from the seed, uh, has bloomed a new batch. Yes. including WDWA, man. How has that transition been? And how excited were you to know a guy like Andres LT was going to play a part in making sure that they carried that tradition forward? Because I know that was big for you. Covey yes. was a big part of, of you guys' area, but also of WrestleTalk. As, as soon as as I, I knew that LT was, was putting this promotion together, I knew that it was going to be just as big, if not bigger, than uh, Kobe Pro and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to flat, flat out say it. I think that WDWA is one of the best, is the best promotion in the the, the, uh, the area. Like, we have some really, really, really great talent, and the, the fans love it. And as a matter of fact, this uh, Berkeley Mania, if I'm not mis- 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 mistaken, we're pretty close to being sold out. 
LT, are we getting close to selling out or what? Oh, uh, actually, uh, we are uh, as of maybe five o'clock this afternoon, Eastern time. I know you're in Missouri. Uh, we have 18 seat left wow. of what I call my reservation. <laughs> Once I get those 18 seat left, I will shut down reservations and leave space open for walk-ins because we have a uh, uh, radio advertisement right now going on seven times a day at uh, the Big Dog 95.9 Country Station. Mm -hmm. Love to hear that. Now, Joey, I know you and LT could go on forever, but we do have a partner here. My man, Skywalker, Luke Roberts. Skywalker, what do you have for LT, buddy? Well, first of all, I got to say thank you for providing us uh, through WDWA, uh, providing us some uh, great footage of uh, Nightmare Jones as of late uh, <laughs> and his his uh, foray into the world of professional wrestling. I do have to say, much like you talked about earlier, I, I'm very appreciative of professional wrestlers who bring their family in. I know my wife for years has been, oh, no, 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 that's your thing to do. But I know a lot of great promotions are family businesses, whether it's husband, wife, kids, brothers-in-law, sisters-in-law. That's what often makes wrestling promotions successful when everybody is involved. Now, I want to go here. We talked about a question earlier on, and it talks about states with athletic commissions. In Missouri right now, there's been a big debate on whether we say we have wrestling, boxing, MMA under one office. The question is, do you feel that uh, that professional wrestling needs to be under the guidance of a commission? I don't think so. I mean, at least in West Virginia, which is what I run, uh, there's no commission, there's no license for the workers. Uh, but promoter, we do have to have a business license. And we to pay uh, a state tax to the, you know, state of West Virginia. Lucky for me, being inside Martinsburg city limit, I don't have to pay city uh, city taxes because they consider that amusement, and there's no tax for amusement. So I'm lucky in one way, but I still have to pay my taxes for every show to the state. Well, and again, that's going to be a hot button topic when you go from promotion to promotion, from state to state. And I mean, another one that's out here, too, and I just want to throw this out here. We actually have had tonight wrestlers from countless promotions that a lot of people communicate to us through social media and tests along uh, and texts along the line. But, you know, one thing I want to I want to talk about here is you've made that transition from being a professional wrestler to being a promoter. Now seeing Berkeley Mania six on the horizon. Five. Five. Okay, five. It's I apologize for my years. numbers. It's it's hard for me to be a math guy. It is six years. What happened? Guy. You know, the, the pandemic, we couldn't do a show that year. Missed so. one. Okay, yeah. so I thought okay, it was let's, six go, let's go Berkeley Mania 5 here for a minute. How would you say that Berkeley Mania has changed from the first one to the one that we're going to be seeing in the weeks to come? You know, it's, it's uh, I will say the fan base is different. Uh, being in the Berkeley Spring, fans like the you know the good guys coming to Martinsburg is kind of like when Israel Sharif Akul, if your fan favorite, you know he's an Iranian, you know there's something going on there. Fans in Martinsburg, you know uh, they they love the heels and they love the Bude, the good guy a lot. So <laughs> that doesn't mean Joe is a good guy because he's not. 
<laughs> He's not. You're right about that. <laughs> so I do have the poster here, guys. So maybe we can talk about that just uh, just for a second. Um, LT, and I'm jumping in here. I apologize, Skywalker. Talk to us about some of the talents that we're going to be seeing here on this uh, poster uh, because the fans want to know, man, who are some of these talents? Some of them we're familiar with. We see ISP on there and a few others that we know. And, you know, I- I'm curious, this card could be, should be one of the biggest that you have all year. So talk to us about a couple of these talents and, and who do people need to keep their eye on? Well, you know, you, you're, like you said, you have ISP. Uh, uh, he he will be facing uh, his uh, old tag team partner, uh, Mustafa. See, where you see him right below him. Of course. And then you have Demarcus Kane. Is that Gavin Jackson I see over in the corner? Yes, yeah. it's, it's Gavin Jackson and, okay. and Travis Dufour. They're going to uh, grush a uh, tag team match against uh, one of my students, uh, Kaylin Patrick, and uh, his tag team partner, Bo Ross. Former guest, Bo Ross. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Man, and, uh, hell of a also, lineup. You have uh, also on the main event, you have the winner of the bunkhouse brawl, Tony Leyenda. Now, you better watch that guy. He's good. Uh, he's very good. Uh, uh, a worker up in the uh, Philadelphia area contacted me about, hey, you better watch this guy. Uh, and he sent me footage about him. And uh, the next thing I'm going to, hey, this is who I am. How are you doing? How about will you be interested coming into West Virginia? And uh, there he is. In well, the I, I have a question. I have a question. And good job by you. Um, by booking for ta- for booking talent like that in your main event, but there's one guy missing that I gotta ask about. And Skywalker, you know exactly who I'm thinking here. Where is Cisco? That's my guy. That's my paisano from Mexico. Where is Cisco? I need Cisco, man. That's my guy. Cisco will be. Uh, I, I mean, I can send you the uh, the the. He's gonna be in a mid-stack match. Oh, uh, nice! For the okay. light heavyweight title and the women's title. What? Cisco is a woman fight? Okay. Is a Both. Yes. Wow. So winners take all. Winners take all. Yes. Skywalker, I gotta know. Have you ever heard this? Is this is kind of groundbreaking to me? So you're talking about a match, one guy, one girl versus one guy, one girl. The winners take not one but two championship belts, and it's not even a tag belt. Skywalker, this is innovative. This is new. This well, is what I'm talking about. Why well, didn't you happen this? Let me, what happened is Percy, tell us, tell Drew, us. Percy Drew is our light heavyweight champion. Okay. He's a princess, Kenzie James, who was actually trained by Jimmy Valiant. Uh, she is the woman's champion. So they like to run their mouth and run. So why not? They were running their mouths about they have no one at Berkeley Mania that they can face, you know, they, they, they were going to work with. So... I said, fine, let's find somebody who might take those titles away. And uh, I was digging, 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 and I found uh, Princess Ashanti. Uh, I recommend you watch her. And also, who else? Cisco. You know, Cisco, you better watch Cisco in the next couple of years. That's my guy. I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. (laughs) Hey, there's, there's no problem with that, though, Night Owl. I mean, when you sit here and look at it, this is a matchup you don't see too often. I think in all my years of being in pro wrestling, I've seen something similar, not the same, but similar to it on one occasion. 
I mean, here's a situation where in one matchup, you could see, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, LT, but we could see a new light heavyweight and a new women's champion in the same matchup. You don't see that too often. I mean, you could see tag champions lose their championships, but never two singles championships in the same match. And the thing is, it doesn't matter who who get pinned. You know, Cisco can pin Kenzie. Princess Ashanti will become the woman champion. Wow. Wow. So it's no, like, guys got to face guys, girls got to face girls. It's all that's it, no holes barred kind of deal. Kind of, yep, exactly. Ooh, man, why don't I live closer to West Virginia? Boy, well, Berkeley Springs to be specific. Well, no, 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 we're in Martins. We're no Berkeley Springs anymore. Uh, uh, but but the event is called Berkeley Mania. Because Martins were part of Berkeley County. Ah, so ah now we get it. One step ahead, <laughs> LT. That's why they call you the Latin Tornado, man. I dig it. Hey, I, I, I totally just, Nobody know. No many people know this. I used to be in the Navy before everybody started knowing me in the wrestling business. I used to have a top secret SCI clearance just because of my accident. I'm not dumb. No, not at all. <laughs> well, you're you're you you're the owner of Custom Creations. You're the owner of WDWA. You had a, a successful uh, a pro wrestling career. Now you're having a successful career as a promoter, and you're on the best podcast ever, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I mean that. That that alone, that alone, bro. I mean, come on. I got to throw one more thing out here. We're 50 minutes into tonight's broadcast, and we just talked about Berkeley Mania 5 and had the poster. And I have to say I'm very happy because one Nightmare Jones hasn't complained about not being on the poster. That's right. No. <laughs> what? Let's go, Joey. What do you got for I, us? I, you know, I'm, I'm just, just happy to be a, be a part of it. I, I have no here. idea. Dear, you know what what is in store for me at a Berkeley Mania, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure that I'm going to have all kinds of fun as long as I'm not in a match with Demarcus Kane. Because every <laughs> time that I'm in the ring with Demarcus Kane, I either get slammed or I get tased or, or or something every time. Well, in the words of Danny Glover, Joe, you're getting too old for this shit. I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> you better take it easy. Now, now that you're back though, Joey, you are up, man. <laughs> Uh, questions, thoughts, maybe even complaints that you want to air right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast to your boss, your real boss, the Latin Tornado. <laughs> I mean, so I guess that that my first question is: out of all the matches, what match are you looking forward the most? Myself, I'm looking forward the uh, right, a good match. Up, that... So losing you, Joey. One Can more you time, hear me buddy. now. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was, was going to ask is what no, match are you? So you can relate. Go ahead. He's talking about what match are you most looking forward to at Berkeley Mania? That's okay. got to be tough. You know, it has to be the first match, which is the uh, the Royal Rumble, the Berkeley Rumble. Here's why. I announced there's going to be 12 participants in that match. They're all surprised. No, the fans doesn't know who's going to go into that match, even though I'm thinking about Shane's that, and I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, then the winner of that match is going to go to the main event for the heavyweight title. So of those right now 15 contestants, who's going to emerge victorious and head over to the main event? Another thing, we had the mixed tag match. Never happened in that area where you have two different titles possibly hands. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't have, you know, uh, Princess Ashanti doesn't have to pin Kenzie James to get the title. Cisco can pin her, you know. So innovation, and you I got, love it. Love you it. You got ISP versus Mustafa. Ooh, that's gonna be brutal. Okay, that's personal. Mm-hmm. That's personal because you know ISP has had his share of success, and, and we all admire. And he always gives me a shout out. I'm, I'm a little intimidated by the guy. But Mustafa Ali, some may not know, has been on WWE television before, yes. Yes. right? So there's like this, this, this back and forth about who's really the man. Because ISP feels like he's the man. And Mustafa Ali said, well, you know what? You've had more success here, but I've had more success out there. So it was just a matter of time before they turned on each other, right, LT? I mean, we all kind of saw that coming. Well, Too many egos. Last time we saw Mustafa Asi was two years ago. So he haven't been in the picture for two years. But we knew somewhere down the line he was going to show up. We just didn't know when. Well, he, here's what concerns me. After that period of time, are we concerned about ring rust? Or or do you consider this to be more of a fight than a wrestling match? Because that's what I'm anticipating. It's a fight. This is going to be a fight. And, and not only that one, that's not the only match you got to watch. You got to watch Commissioner Gavin Jackson and Travis Dufour, who's actually going to wrestle his last match against uh, Kaylin Patrick and uh, Bo Ross. I mean, this Kaylin Patrick and Bo Ross have attacked both Gavin uh, with a kendo stick. And then before that, he beat the crap out of, uh, they beat the crap out of uh, uh, Travis Dufour with a belt. So. Damn. Another this, one this, that feels personal. This, <laughs> Another this, one. A personal match right there. Yes. You know, well, I'm I, I, t- I tell you what, I'm excited for it. Joey, you better stay your way out of the line of fire, bro, because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of shots fired at Berkeley Mania. Keep going, LT. Keep hitting us with it. Uh, you also have uh, the uh, ladder match for the Mid-Atlantic title. Uh, champion... Uh, Thomas Mathis, and, and, and that's another guy that I brought in for a reason. Uh, you better watch him. Uh, uh, defending the title against uh, former champion, uh, the blue shipper, Joel Dan Evans. That's another young talent that you had to watch. Uh, like I said, I don't bring anybody to my promotion. Uh, I, I watch this guy before I bring him in. I'm picky about it, especially mm-hmm. if I know this guy is not training, I don't bring him to the promotion. I want top talent in my promotion and that's why you see the kind of a shows that we're having and uh our fans has been growing ever since we came to martinsburg skywalker well you know something first of all i gotta be i gotta be up front here berkeley mania sounds like it's going to be a great night of professional Hell yeah. action and i gotta tell you this night out uh, again, this, this this topic from earlier on has been kind of festering with me all day. I can tell you right now, there's something here, and I, I don't think we've ever had this on the Russell Talk podcast. I just had it brought to my attention that we have not one, not two. We actually have three generations of a family watching the Russell Talk podcast right now, talking about Berkeley Mania with our with everything that's going on tonight. We have multiple generations of professional wrestling represented here tonight on the Russell Talk podcast. I got to give a shout out to LT because again, that's, this is one of the things that makes this program so great. Is people the idea together. Of having people like yourself come on the program and talk about professional wrestling. And now 
when you look at it, it's finally here. And I've got to ask your opinion on this one, too. We talked about it earlier on tonight. What are your views about now that we're actually starting to see people finally being able to use the words after all these years, finally being able to use the words wrestler and wrestling back on television? How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, you're talking about WWE. Uh, I got yeah, I mean, my news. I don't watch that crap. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, was, I came into the business while, while I was in the Navy in 1992. And it was some of the WCW, uh, what we call back then, jobbers that trained me. And one of my mentors actually was Black Mulligan. So I grew up with that NWA mentality. So, you know, I, I like the attitude era, don't get me wrong. But other than that, I don't even watch WWE. I go that, back to YouTube. I watch the NWA Power Hour, whatever they have going on. I watch all videos. But as far as WWE, we, we, know, like, we know something, LT. That's one of the things when you sit here and you talk about professional wrestling, you talk about Berkeley Mania, you can see the passion, not only that you have, but all the guests that we've had in the past that have been on, and we've already talked about on this event have brought, I mean, they're bringing their A game to Berkeley Mania. And like I said, I know you're a very busy man. we got a lot of things to take care of here. But before we get too far along, I know you've only got 18 tickets left before we start looking at the potential of standing room only. For those that are viewing the Russell Talk podcast here tonight and are in the area and yeah, want to hit us with Berkeley the info, Mania, baby. how can they get those tickets? Drop it, LT. Okay. Well, they can go into uh, Facebook.com underscore WDWA Wrestling and send us a message. Or they can come to my shop or my wife's shop, of course. She's she's the boss. Uh, <laughs> and, Smart man. <laughs> and uh, you know they can either reserve their tickets there or purchase their tickets, or they can just come in on Saturday and uh, uh, hopefully you know find a seat open. But yeah, I think this is going to be a standing room only. And like I said, from what you've told us already. This is going to be a great night of professional wrestling. If you're anywhere near Berkeley Mania 5, you need to make sure to get your ticket because, as he said earlier, LT's been bringing it all, all interview long. You may not get a ticket for Berkeley Mania 5. It's going to be a very big to-do. This is going to be coming up. Night Al, I'm going to throw it over to you because I know you got a little more to, to share here. And, and Thank course- you. I'm back. So before we close it, We got one last question from a loyal member of the WDWA and FWWC and WrestleTalk family, the one and only Big John Haas. The question is, LT, recently three companies have shut down in the area, but WDWA keeps growing. Why does LT think that they are gaining while others are closing? LT, let's peel back the curtain here, man. Let's let's hear it. What do you think? Well, let's see. Uh... Look at the talent in my posters. That's number Shame. one. Number two, I am an asshole when it comes to bringing people in. If I don't see that you can properly do a headlock, I'm sorry. You're not coming in. I have guys in the local area hitting me up. Hey, can I book? Can I get booked at your shows? My answer to them have always been, well, we do training on Wednesday night. Come on in. Let me see your work, and then we work toward one of the shows. Had their show up? Nope. So, hmm. 
I mm. think me bringing that outside talent that I know that I watch. I mean, look at DeMarcus Kane. Look at Kekoa, the Hawaiian warrior. I mean, just to mention a few. Uh, Former guests. The late Brewster was, you know, the late Brewster. He was actually the first person I ever talked about. Uh WDWA and the first person that I ever booked into a show. So just look at the talent that is coming in and just, you know, be a witness of what I'm trying to do. Well, well, all I can say, <coughs> excuse me, all I can say in my opinion is when you do things the right way and you're dedicated and you're former military and you give your love and your passion, not only to the sport, but your business and your family, I don't think there's a way to fail. I think LT is one of those guys that does it right. He could have packed it in after Cubby Pro. It, it doesn't even sound like this is what he wanted to do. But, man, Destiny is a loud MFer. And, LT, we're all happy that you followed your Destiny, man. Thank you so much, bro. We hope that Berkeley Mania is a huge show, brother. Thank you for always supporting us low-key. Uh, you, you've done a tremendous job of offering up your talent to Wrestle Talk, And tonight, man, you really put the cherry on top by making yourself. I know you're very busy, available to be here tonight, man. We truly, truly appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. And one more thing is, you know, if you're in the area, in Martinsburg area, we run shows twice a month, second Saturday and fourth Saturday. So if you're there. Get your asses down there. That's right. right. Get your asses down there. One day. One day you're going to come, Renee. One I'm day. coming, baby. One day. I'm coming for sure. One more time, guys. A round of applause for the Lad Tornado. Awesome, incredible dude. Super busy out on the road, basically, and still found time to be here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Man, that that's the kind of relationships we're trying to build. And I always feel bad because we got to go from one thing to the next. I really do feel like we we didn't even start to ask LT about his origins, you know, like kind of. And I know we talked about this a little bit before about like where he's from, how he got into wrestling, the history of um of of his family, and 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 how it was that he ended up in West Virginia, Virginia, you know, that kind of relative area. So I feel like we've left a lot on the table, and there's going to be another great opportunity, Skywalker, to get a little bit deeper into that conversation with him next time that he joins us. It's going to be one of those there. Part two is going to be just as good as part one. And i got to tell you right now, I want to give – I know we don't necessarily really have a lot of time, but I want to give a shout-out real quick. It seems like every time we've turned around, we've had more and more viewers here, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, we got uh, – like I said, we got – uh, let's see here. We got Doc Lombardi. We've got Austin Lightfoot. We got Jeremy Lightfoot. We've got, um, and I got to put it in here. Uh, little Jamie is in the house. Gonna give That's right. Jamie and boy, Aaron, Aaron Wallace. Aaron Wallace in the house. We got uh, Sister Hoss is here. We got all sorts of people. We had uh, Herb Simmons, Aaron uh, Lawrence. We got a lot of great people. And you know, Berkeley Mania is a great topic. But you know, in just a few minutes, we're going to take it even farther. It's kind of hard to do when you already got Berkeley Mania 5, but we've got an even higher level. Tonight, in just a few minutes, we're going to have Matt Seidel, a man that I know very well, a man that you know very well, and he's going to be here in mere minutes. We've got a great action-packed show here tonight, Nightowl, and i got to tell you, we still got a couple more special guests popping in all night long here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. That's right. Up next, guys, Snippets of Truth. Right after that, we're going to hit the FWWC. We'll close out any remaining tidbits of the High Spot segment, and then we're going to get into that keynote interview of the second hour with, of course, Evan Bohr, a.k.a. Mike Seidel. Now, with all that said, it is time to continue handling business. Shout out to the boys at I-70 Hot Tag. You guys are killing the game. Keep putting the shit on the map. Midwest Pro Wrestling, we're on the same mission right here. 
We're on, anyway. I, I could keep going. <laughs> but, it's all right, Renee. It's all listen, right. Man, you know listen, you're... Midwest Pro Wrestling has been underrepresented. The Night Owl, Luke Roberts, the boys over I seventy. We're on the same mission, baby. Midwest Pro Wrestling. We're done being the underdog. We're effing done, Roberts. I got you. You know something, Night Owl. We're going to be talking pro wrestling, not just in the Midwest. We're talking all around the world when it comes to pro wrestling. And you know something else? I know we're going to have a couple of special guests here. But remember, in the weeks to come, the Night Owl and Luke Roberts, we've already got the plan set up. They're, I know at least on one accord, they're signed, sealed, and delivered last week of September, Cauliflower Alley Club. We're going to be there. We're going to represent the Wrestle Talk podcast at CAC. And, again, if you want, if you want to be a Join part us. of Cauliflower Join Alley us. Club, Check it out. Also, go online, caulifloweralleyclub.org. Make sure to check it out. If you love pro wrestling, make it a point to have it over there. You can tell them the Russell Talk podcast sent you. Our good friend Herb Simmons sent you. we got a lot of great things, and that reunion coming up in a few weeks is going to be nothing short of awesome. Night Owl, I think it's time. We need to bring on our good friend, the man who brings it each and every week. He tells it like it is. He speaks the truth. Snippets um, of truth. That is true. He speaks the truth, the snippets of truth, each and every week here on the Russell Talk Podcast. So let's go ahead and hit his music. It's time. It's time. I'm going to let the music tell you whose time it is. house tonight playing the snippets of truth big daddy how are you doing tonight good sir you look like you're doing awesome man i have not felt this good in i don't know how long i just thank the lord that i woke up this morning that he's given me this opportunity to be an encouragement with everything going on man isn't it cool to know that we're co-workers with him i think that is just the coolest thing in the world and i'm thankful for the opportunity i get every day to tell the world about the loving God that we serve. Well, I can tell you right now, Big Dad, there's a lot of things going on, both inside the world of pro wrestling, but outside the world as well. And I got to tell you, I look forward to this segment each and every week because you bring it each and every week. Now, Night Owl, I know you're you're kind of hiding out here in the back. He's taking care of some things. We've got a lot of hot-button topics here this evening on Wrestle Talk Podcast. I know for a fact that we've got at least one, I think actually a couple tonight, a special request for you. Uh, I know he's getting those things taken care of. I got to ask you though, how are you doing? I mean, again, I know you're only just a couple weeks removed from your surgery. How are you doing? I know last time you were talking about feeling wonderful. How you been doing? I know you had some doctor's appointments as well. How have things been going with you? Well, every day gets better and better. Okay. Um, but there's work that has to be done. I've got to watch my diet. My sugar is under a hundred. Uh, and I'm so I'm trying to watch everything that I eat. I'm walking again. Um, I started with 0.26 miles uh, within one hour, which is not a lot. I was walking three miles a day before, but I couldn't do that. Obviously, I learned to walk again, but it's growing more and more each day. I'm walking more today. I'm feeling, I spent more time at my desk today than I have in 
probably six months. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge blessing, man. It's wonderful. Well, I got to tell you right now, Big Daddy, I mean, again, I, I got to tell you, I went out today and I did some shopping. I got to spend some quality time with my family, with my wife. And I got to tell you, getting out there and walking and again, kind of kind of breaking all that scar tissue up. I mean, it, it's like I said, it, it can be a challenge. But I mean, again, you are you really I mean, again, you are genuinely looking like a million bucks, man. And I mean, again, kudos to you for everything that you've done to get yourself back into shape. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and let you have the forum. I mean, again, there's a lot of things going that I know that you can bring a very powerful message here this evening. Well, first of all, it's very important that we have to remember that if we don't do our homework, our home don't work. And so the kids are back in school, which is great. It's They're all very excited about it. We're thankful for all the things that the Lord is doing, even in the midst of all the craziness and everything. As a matter of fact, today I ran live. I haven't taught the Bible on live in in probably uh, six months. The Lord said, be quiet. And I was quiet. But he gave me a message today, and I went online, and I was able to see just like I am now again. Uh, By the way, did I see Nightmare Jones? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, talk, talk, about, talk about spirits being reawakened, Perry. He was here for the whole first hour. We got Nightmare Jones back. It was a, such a blessing, dude. You know, that's my guy, man. Is he gone? Well, his work schedule doesn't let him come on the show regularly like he used to, but he's still a key figure of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Dude, I always, just, wait, I always just will saw be. him like, no, 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 I call BS. I just <laughs> saw him like five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, but he, but he's gone now. Well, you let him know. I will. That I'm, it's not personal because I know he's got to go to work. But come on, man! Come on, man! P. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, I know he's uh, watching and listening as he's getting ready. Love your brother. Work. Love your nightmare. Yeah, we hey, love. And him. listen, I I miss him. Man, I think about you guys, and I'm so glad that weekly we're able to get back together again and have these moments to stop, to be thankful, to be grateful for all the wonderful things that we have. I guess we have two choices. We either look at the cup half full or we look at it half empty. I don't even look at the cup. I just keep my eyes on the Lord and know that no matter what, he's got my back. So, okay, you said, did I hear we have a couple of prayer requests? We do, yeah. I actually uh, believe I sent it. You might want to check your inbox. I sent one over from a little bit earlier. And then me, personally, I have one this week, Perry. And and um, and I'll disclose as much as I can. So, somebody very near and dear to me, um, someone that lives under the same roof as I do, uh, is struggling mightily after the losing her mom. Mm. And things have not been good since then. Uh, it's a miracle on its own that I'm able to sit here on Tuesdays and, and do this a few times a month uh, because things have not gone well. So I ask uh, Perry on on our behalf that you petition the Lord uh, for my wife, um, who's sure. going through a lot and even sitting here and doing the show, which is something I absolutely adore and love. It makes me feel guilty. Um, well, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. Mrs. Nidow, we thank you so much for your <laughs> continued <laughs> patience because the work that the Lord is doing, I promise is not in vain. Okay, keep going. No, no, no. But I just want to say, like, the fact that I can even do the show while we're going through everything that we're going through is a blessing on its own. So I just want everybody to know that I do not take this for granted. And for my partners, the guys who reach out to me and get left on red and, and the guys that, you know, will ask me a question and I'm always not the most patient, just understand I, I love you. I appreciate you. I pray for you. 
and being patient and understanding and compassion is something that I'm working on daily. And I ask God to help me with every day because I feel like I got so much on my shoulders, including making sure my wife is okay, even when I'm not around, that it can be really hard sometimes. So I appreciate everybody's patience and, and grace and love for me in particular. But yeah, Perry, I just, my wife's going through it, bud. And I just, I need your help. I need no your problem. help. Hey, listen, you, you know me, you, you anybody, if anybody ever has a prayer request, Get it to these guys. They will get it to me. If you want to reach me directly, I'm on Facebook under Perry Hartman. You want right. to send an email, Perry at PaintersDream.com. Shoot it. I'm on Twitter as well. I'm on TikTok. With all these teenagers, I got to be on these devices to make sure that everybody's in chat. Hey, and you're good at it for an old guy. You do a hell of a job on our website. I'll tell you that. <laughs> listen, listen. When you, have, when, when you have as many daughters as I do, you need to watch out that stuff because we have an enemy that wants to distract them from the plan that he has for their lives. And the thing is, is they don't realize that God has a plan. Now, living with me, you've got to know there's a plan, right? You think right. living with me, right? You know, we'd be all religious here. Well, we ain't religious here. It's all about the reality of the relationship with the Lord. I can't impress a perfect God. My goodness, that'd be a waste of time. That's but right. okay, so we religion, got this is love. And then I sent you the other one, right? Do you have it? Do you mind reading? I, I can't change screens. Okay, hold on a second. I'll pull that up for you, buddy. Thank you. Okay, so we do have uh, our buddy KR from the state of Illinois. And his message reads, and I won't share this because some people prefer to remain anonymous, okay. and we will respect that on every level. Dude, God uh, knows. He well, knows of course. how we make our requests known to him. So that's cool. We we I, we have no issue with that. All right. So we got KR in Illinois saying, without saying why or who, keep me mentally strong because I'm in a dark time and need to submit this prayer request. Mm. Like seriously dark times. Mm. Thank you. Okay. That's, that's what I got. Okay. You guys ready? Always. I mean, this is so important, guys. We have an opportunity to stop history right now and to petition heaven on behalf. And there are people that don't believe, and I know that, and they have a right cool to us. believe. But cool we also have a right to hear the good news and that a prayer request is always welcome. Right, because America, that's why. America. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you call this country. I'm still going to be the same anyway, because the one that I serve isn't changing. He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why would I have to worry about or who's the president or what you call our country? Or, or who knows? Because, again, it's all temporary. He could come back right now and it's all done. So in the meantime, let's get these prayers going so you guys can have the rest of your show. And, again, thank you so much for taking the time that we get to honor God. It is so important today. And if, if just one person is blessed by this, man, it was worth it. Facts. Father God, we thank you so much that we can come to you and we never get a busy signal or a dial tone. You know all the requests, even ones that weren't sent in. But the ones that were, Father, especially the Martinez family, we know that, that he continues to serve you. And this family continues to serve you. And we know that with children and with all the issues with life and all the busyness that we sometimes forget that 
no matter what goes on, that you're there. So we pray for the Martinez family, that you continue to strengthen them, that you continue to open every door that needs to be opened, close every door that needs to be closed. We do specifically specify, Lord, for Mrs., because she has to deal with him. And well, you created him and you know who the way he is and why he does what he does. So I just pray that you would have a special amount of love that gets passed between these two over the next 48 hours, that they would have an opportunity to look in each other's eyes and see that this relationship, this, this together they have is the most important union that exists. It's the greatest thing. And so, Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity. I want to pray for the WrestleTalk family, that they continue to just do exactly as you lead them to do, that you continue to make funds possible, that you continue to bring new people to it, that it gives them something that takes their mind off all the craziness that's going on now. Father, we also want to pray for KR. You know his exact situation before he was born, you knew him. And now that he's born, you said every hair matters. That's what your word says. So, Father, we pray that you would deliver an unbelievable amount of peace, that he would give a testimony about how you touched him today. Father, we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do. I thank you for this opportunity with the medium and the Facebook and everything that we can share your love and share your goodness with the lost and dying world. And for anybody right now, Father, that's listening to this that doesn't know you, would you just show yourself? And let them know that you are just the awesomest God in the universe. And why they haven't noticed it today, who knows? But I know there's somebody there that is just without hope, without you. And the fact that you died for them and didn't and 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 knew them before they were even born, for them to come to that realization and to know that they're not alone right now, and that you're there for them, and all they have to do is trust you, just trust you. Father, I pray that if there's someone here that has done that, that you will continue to strengthen them and guide them. We know that you will never leave us, that you'll never forsake us because you are God and we are not. And we thank you that you're not like us, that we know that we can count on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I thank you so much and what a privilege this is. And I ask these things in the name of the one that saved me, Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. You guys rock. Sorry, I muted myself there out of respect. Thank you, Big Daddy P. Thank you for bringing us back down to earth. Things about to get crazy. We had FWWC coming up. And then Matt Seidel, baby. Keep praying for us, man. Thank you for being here. And thank you for all the incredible upgrades on the website, man. God bless you, bro. Thank you, brother. Love you guys. We'll see you later. Until next time. Peace. All right. You know something, Night Owl? We always get something great from uh, Big Daddy P each and every week. And you know somebody else we get something great from each and every week? That is the one, the only, the FWWC. And I believe, again, I've had this happen before. Okay, I was good. I didn't make the announcement <laughs> beforehand. Hardcore Hoss joining us. I guess you're going to be the one that's going to be speaking out for the FWWC. And the that's right. Once again, Hardcore Hoss is here. And the CEO is slacking somewhere, probably partying up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hey, hey, I'm not going to let you talk about my partner like that, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to let you do it. Hoss, I'm glad that you're here. I'm appreciative. Um, I got to ask you a quick question, and, and our time is short as, as usual. You know how that goes. But talk to me a little bit about this agent thing. 
you and Oni have like this unspecified role working for the BOD. What is it that you're doing exactly? And, and I do know that you're here to announce the card. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up as well. But just talk to us about that briefly and let's go ahead right into the card. Well, you know, as an agent, we uh, we kind of help out behind the scenes. Uh, you know, we take picks on some of the challenges and call the matches. You know, we fill in for the BOD when we need to. Uh, also, we get to interview some of the new folks that come in and uh, help decide who gets to come in and doesn't. And, uh, you know, just just a little responsibility to take the off of the plate of the BOD, you know, and it, it just really helps them out and, you know, not really uh, overwhelms us at the same time. So, but uh, that's what that is. But uh, let's go ahead and get into this card here. You know, we're going to start off here with a tag team match, an expedition match. Where you will see yours truly, Hardcore Hawks, tagging with a true legend in the FWWC. That's right. None other than Jimmy Rattlesnake. I'm looking forward to that. And we are taking on the team of The Sick One versus Hannibal Lecter. You know, that's going to be... I got to ask you a question. I, I, just a quick one here. So, <clears throat> doesn't this agent role conflict with your interest as a superstar? I mean, I, I got to know that. Like, is there... What What is that about? You you have the opportunity to do both? Is that what I'm trying to understand here, Hoss? Or, or what? Hoss, it looks like we lost your audio here real quick, Hoss. All right, well... We're gonna let Hoss get back in here, guys, in just a, a just a second. Not a hundred percent sure what's going on with our guy, um, but I will continue on by letting you guys know that the Crystal Lake Killers um, are going to be in action as well against the brand new FWWC Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the Prophets of Madness. Then we do have a brand new superstar making their first ever appearance on the show on the FWWC, uh, and that is the one and the only Karma. And who does she get to go up against in her very first match? Well, guess what? <laughs> Hardcore Sis, quite possibly the greatest woman's competitor in FWWC history. Matches like this do not come often, my friends. So you have to absolutely make sure that you guys are a part of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. I'm telling you, it's a private group. A lot of shenanigans go on there. Definitely 18 and over. But if you love professional wrestling and you think that you can make picks better than the other members of FWC, well, guess what? Holla at me, me directly tonight out. I will link you in to Dewan Mills, Hardcore Hoss, our guy Oni, and we'll get you started. We make picks for championships, and you can't put it to you this way. This isn't like your granddaddy's E-Fed where somebody writes up all the finishes. No, 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 no. In our federation, you know what we do? We compete. We let the superstars come up with the final results by making selections during Raw, SmackDown, AEW, pay-per-views, you make picks, you win, you win a belt. It's not quite that simple, but put it to you this way. 
only for the elite pro wrestling fans out there, the ones that know what's going on and that uh, have the cojones to put their opinion, not just out in the airways we do here at WrestleTalk Podcast, but on the line competing against other fanatical pro wrestling fans. More information on that, WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Let me continue on here because this card is no freaking joke. We have a double main event coming up this Friday, courtesy of the board of directors. Okay, Ace goes one-on-one with the man that he defeated for the FWC Hardcore Championship, La Familia's very own Marcus Mayhem. And then, of course, you've got your reigning, defending, longest ever FWC Heavyweight Champion Luke Justice defending against a man that's been on fire, a guy that everybody has to see every promo that he cuts, the international superstar Moby. Huge kudos to all of the members of the BOD. Kudos to all the members of the FWC for putting together such an extraordinary card. Skywalker, I'm glad you, I hope you enjoyed your break, okay? Um, FWC is on fire. We've done a great job here tonight, but guys, if you love the pro wrestling experience, but you want to take it up to another level, make sure you go to WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling because it kind of does to pro wrestling what fantasy football did to its Skywalker. It takes every match and it makes it matter. A match that you would go and go to the bathroom for, take a, a refill your popcorn bucket. Now you're making picks. You got to decide who you think is going to win that match on Raw or SmackDown or AEW or New Japan or a pay per view or whatever. So it really does take the fan experience to another level. You get to roll out a character, you get to cut promos, you get to role play. I mean, truly the essence of professional wrestling with everything except the travel and the actual getting in the ring and competing. Even you can appreciate that, right? Well, I tell you right now, the FWWC, I got to agree with your night out. It has been on fire. I mean, again, when you have the opportunity, and, and I'm not going to answer this one that's here on the screen. I didn't. I, that was not intentional. I think that was a connection issue. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be well, honest. I'm just gonna leave that one. <laughs> not personal. You know, I don't like La Familia, but I don't make it a business of you know pulling a Curtis Wild and just cutting people off and showing up wherever the hell I want. That's not my style. Well, right now, if you want to know more about the uh, FWWC, make it a point. FWC. It's part. Check out the Russell Talk Podcast forward slash Fantasy Wrestling. You can also check them Thursday night seven thirty right here on all forms of social media. They bring in the FWWC tonight. Another great program uh, right here, just like the Russell Talk Podcast each and every Tuesday night. Now, 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 I'm gonna lie to you. This is an interview, but sitting real close to home with me in just a few moments. Here's the man, and I'm gonna put it this way: it's like a checklist of professional wrestling. When it comes to this guy. And I don't know if you want me to do the formal introduction or not, but I'm going to go ahead. Not just yet. Not, not, okay. not just yet. Not just yet. Let me tell you why. Because there's one thing we didn't get a chance to do during the break. And I think we absolutely need to do it now. And that is pay respect to the ones that make it possible. Now, we've been pitting over the members of the Wrestle Talk family all night. But you know who we kind of forgot about? The wonderful sponsor, Skywalker, if you don't mind. Do us the honors. All right. Well, like I said, we want to thank Royal Mills Transportation of being a sponsor of the Russell Top Podcast, Rathbun Engraving, home of those great Russell Top Podcast mugs and tumblers. For more information, check us out online. Noblemen's Barber Lounge, KC. Ask Pete the Barber. He's a great man and a 
He's got a great skill. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Everything Combat with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich and our good friend Jay Hollywood, Jeffrey Wilson, Interstate 70 Sports Media with our good friend the maestro Jeremy Carp. And again, as you just heard him moments ago, the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, all great sponsors of the FWWC and of the Talk podcast each and every week. And you know something else, Night Owl? We got one more to put out there. We got to give a special shout out and thank you to all the great viewers who've been watching the program here tonight. We've been getting more and more viewers as the program has gone on. This thing has been rocking and rolling. And I know that they tuned in for LT to talk about Berkeley Mania, but I know that they're here as well to learn a little bit more about our next guest. Well, our next guest is going to be absolutely fantastic, and we are revving him up, as promised, 835. Guys, hang on. He'll be with us in just a matter of moments. But there was something that I absolutely had to bring back up because this conversation has had the chat room, my email, my text, my Instagram, my messenger absolutely on fire. So we've got to get back to it just just momentarily. We typically don't do this. But this conversation right here, Skywalker, about – the athletic commission. Uh, did you have any other final thoughts around this? Because I, there was one other thing I wanted to hit on. And then this question that you brought to the table, which I loved, and I know LT, um, you know, he says he's not tuned into the product. I, I, I'm going to comment on this and give you an opportunity to jump back to the athletic commission. Listen, it is significant. You know why? Because they tried so hard to steer the whole pro wrestling culture in another direction. And, they accomplished what they wanted. They wanted to not compete with other pro wrestling companies, Skywalker. They wanted to compete with the MLBs, the NBAs, the NFLs. And by calling yourself a sports entertainer, I think they were trying to glorify the position. I don't think it was ever a matter of disrespecting it. I think what they were trying to do was to elevate it to, elevate it to a certain level. Okay? So kudos to them for that. But the term pro wrestling should never be looked at as something derogatory. Okay, Herb Simmons said it best. Don't call us independent wrestlers. We are all the same thing. We are wrestlers, professional wrestlers. Whether you're at this level or you're at this level or you're at this level, at the end of the day, what we do is what? W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. Wrestling. That's what we all do. So I wanted to get my thoughts across on that and then bring it back to this and any final thoughts that you would have had about the commission and maybe how things will play out moving forward. Well, first of all, I'm going to go back to what you just put up there a minute ago. Like I said, you're kind of bridging between both of them here. I am. I think about a man by the name of the franchise Shane Douglas when he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. That he talked about the sport of professional wrestling. And you talk about people like John Moxley. You talk about people like Brian Danielson who are professional wrestlers. And I got to tell you, I understand why this all happened. This is a discussion that could take three and four and five and six years of discussion. There have been books aplenty. There have been roundtable discussions. You name it, it's been there. Professional wrestling for years has been able to do what they need to do. And I agree with Mr. Simmons completely in the idea that we all, are professional wrestlers. Any man or woman that steps inside those ropes, inside the professional wrestling ring, should have that same respect. It doesn't matter whether you're on a local scene or you're traveling the world. Anyone that steps inside that ring puts their livelihood on the line. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
when it comes down to athletic commissions, not every state has one. And I got to tell you right now, to me, I think change is coming. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But I think change is coming when it comes to that, that idea of commissions overseeing professional wrestling. I can see licensure. I can see other things along those lines. When it comes down to it, don't overstep. Well, you know what, Luke Roberts, I, I love your passion. I love the energy they have about this topic. And, again, huge kudos to all of our wonderful sponsors or supporters here tonight. Uh, LT uh, from uh, WDWA, uh, Berkeley Mania, huge show coming up. Um, you know, a wonderful guest, a humble guy who was willing to to kind of put it all out on the line for us and, and kind of peel back the curtain, which is something we always uh, appreciate from all of our guests. And Nightmare Jones, who decided to pop in tonight. Skywalker, I mean – how much cooler does it get than that? I mean, <laughs> old school Joe Lance decided to show up, man. That was incredible. It's one of those he survived night out. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't know he if he's going to survive Berkeley Mania, but but anyway, you know whose opinion we really need to hear? A guy who has traveled the world, a man who has exhibited his skills not for a year or two, but for ten, maybe going on a little bit beyond ten years. I don't want to age the man because he. At his age, he still looks a lot better than you or I do. Let's just be honest here, Skywalker. But it would be disrespectful if I try to take all the cloud here and do this introduction because there's only one person who can do this introduction properly. Skywalker, I got music queued up. I'm ready to go. Let's give this man the introduction that he properly deserves. Take it away. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, 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 this is a guy, this is a professional wrestler who has been around professional wrestling for a little more than two decades. Like I said, the man doesn't seem like he ages at all. He has gone everywhere and anywhere in the world of professional wrestling whether you want to you want to run the checklist you want to run uh gateway championship wrestling check you want to run iwa mid-south check ring of honor check dragon gate check tna check wwe check aew check you name it this man has competed all around the world i've had an opportunity to be in the ring with him many times and i'm going to tell you right now it is an honor and a privilege to have this man here, a fellow Missourian, a man who has traveled the world and has done great things in the world of professional wrestling, both past, present, and definitely in the future. So, hard, like I said, I was going to say hardcore off. Ladies and gentlemen, now if you go ahead and hit that music for our guest, the one, the only, Matt Seidel. Hope you Welcome to the show, brother. Bless you. Thank What's you for guys? being here. Thanks Thank for having me. Of course. Skywalker, take it away, man. I know how excited you are, brother. <laughs> well, first of all, Matt, again, it's an honor and privilege to have the opportunity to be back uh, with you here on the Russell Talk Podcast. You and I have been in the ring many times, both uh, as an official, as an announcer, uh, countless people. Before we get started, I want to take you back almost all the way back to the beginning of your career. Had an opportunity just a few short weeks ago to take part in Dynamo Pro Wrestling's 15th anniversary. And two men that you are very familiar with competed, one being Delirious and the other being Beachbody Ryan Ash. And as, as we were made well aware, by losing the match against Delirious, and again, there were some phases that you were familiar with, people like Outcast and Mischief who made appearances. 
but Beachbody Ryan Ash has retired from the sport of professional wrestling. I have to ask you, before we get started, we talk about all of your world travels. Can you give us any insight on Delirious and on Beachbody Ryan Ash? Okay, well, I mean, to me, it's just Delirious is a true master of the sport. Um, I didn't think Beach Beachbody Ryan Ash, he did have a chance in that he is very creative, certainly an unorthodox style wrestler, but you know, the king of unorthodox is delirious. So uh, he ended up retiring old uh, beach body. So I guess now beach body doesn't have to worry about that body so much. He can just focus on doing a real job. Like a <laughs> responsible adult. Instead of well, playing around you, wrestling. Well, I can tell you right now, Matt, I mean, it's one of those where had an opportunity. I mean, again, I've, I've been in countless different events with you and I would be remiss if I didn't go back to the very, very beginnings. I know that you have a very strong tie with the St. Louis area, with a strong tie with the state of Missouri. Can you give us a little bit? I know you spent a lot of time in the GCW era. Can you give us a little bit about your times in GCW? I mean, there are so many things we could talk about when it comes to GCW, but I want to, I like say, I think the viewers would like to hear a little more from you about the very beginnings of Matt Sidell. Yeah, well, I, I came to GCW via the backyard wrestling days i wouldn't say i was a good backyard wrestler i would say i was a great backyard wrestler uh, i would go to other kids rings and just wrestle anybody i mean it didn't matter to me where they were i had a little um what do you kind of call it a station wagon that i could drive there in and uh yeah I, I would wrestle anybody and then i started training at gcw after going to a show talking to a security guard i just started paying them for a place to train and um the great thing about GCW was they had a very nice setup, a nice ring, and we were doing shows every single weekend. So basically from the time I turned 17, uh, like I, uh, that was, you know, the back half of 17, 18 on, I was, I was wrestling every weekend with GCW. And then after I went to Mizzou, I kind of stopped doing GW and started doing IWA Mid-South because I moved away from St. Louis and kind of, if I was going to drive two hours, might as well drive six or eight or <laughs> wherever else. Yeah. Well, isn't that, the, like I said, that is the story of professional wrestling. Once you get your feet under you, one of the greatest ways to develop your in-ring ability is to travel throughout the area. And I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to kind of pull the curtain back here just a little bit. I've heard some of the stories from a lot of great people, people like Outcast, guy, uh, people like Jim and Crystal Young. Um, I mean, I could go on for the rest of the show talking about what, you've done for professional wrestling on the local and national scene. Now, um, I do want to take a minute here. You talked about your backyard wrestling days. And for those that are familiar watching AEW and those that have been around the Midwest, you had an opportunity. Uh, your brother is also involved in professional wrestling. I got to ask you, I know you talk about the backyard days. Did you bring Mike along during that time period? Or was that one of those once you had gotten into the ring, like a GCW, like an IWA Mid-South, among other promotions, that that was the time that you finally brought Mike around the world of pro wrestling. All right, it looks like we're having a little bit of... Hey, Skywalker, we're going to add Mike back. It looks like we got a slight connection issue. That was an absolutely great question, so let's... Give him a chance to uh, to coordinate uh, the the access, or I should say, the connection issues. Uh, here's what I'm going to ask him. So, th some <laughs> some of my friends are talking trash about the intro song. 
And all I want to say is Night Owl versus Enzo next UCW show. Adam, book it. Book it. <laughs> all right. I think we got Mike back. Let's go ahead and add him back in. Mike, you're back. All right, Matt, thank you for being back here. I know what's been going on, but I got a question. You uh, Matt, talked Matt's, about, Matt's time traveling. <laughs> yeah, talked about um, your time in, in backyard wrestling and talked about the days of GCW and IWA Mid-South. A lot of people also know that your own brother is involved in the world of professional wrestling. They've seen you in AEW. They've seen you in, in several different promotions throughout the country. I got to ask, did Mike come along with you in the world of backyard wrestling or did you wait until you had gotten the experience and gotten that name recognition before he finally made his way around into the world of pro wrestling? No, if it wasn't for Mike, we would have never had a, a backyard fed. Mike had, Mike had a buddy who was also very enthusiastic about wrestling. One of the guys we went to indie shows with, and it was Mike's friend, Mark, who showed us a videotape of some other kids backyard wrestling. And that's when we realized, Oh, we do, it, that do, don't try it at home thing was just, you could ignore that if you, wanted to and so then we decided to do that but yeah it was mike who really opened that door of possibility because we really you know i'm a good i was a good kid i really thought oh don't try it at home well i guess i'll just sign me up <laughs> no and then you know we got became ecw fans and we're just as hardcore as you could get at that point all right well i'm gonna go ahead i know the night owl's got a bunch of questions here so night owl, i'm gonna go ahead and turn things over to you I, I do. I actually want to uh, – my guy, uh, Luke Skywalker, he's a little bit more of the facts and figures guy. I'm more of like the vibes guy. So, Mike, uh, Grizz, um, we tried to get your actual theme song that you've used us several times, and, and but we couldn't get it without copyright. <laughs> so the guy's talking trash about the music. That's what happened. I guess my question to you is what are you listening to during your workouts as you're getting ready uh, for matches? Like what's giving you that energy? I'm sure you got a little Grizz mixed in there, but what oh. else is on your playlist right now? No, I would say so. Like when I run a training class, my favorite thing to play is uh, Santana from Woodstock '69. I just I run that set. Boom. Okay, so quick story. I went to San Francisco for some training, and I got to go right into that uh, Southwest neighborhood that Santana's from, bro. If you ever get a chance, and I'm sure you've been to San Francisco, they've got these murals, and one including Santana himself, dude. If you haven't had a chance to go there and check it out go to that old town neighborhood. It's like Southwest San Francisco. That is, that is his old stomping grounds. Those are all his neighborhoods. And it's so packed with like Latino culture that I felt like I was back home. It was absolutely incredible. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you got to check it out. What else you got on your playlist? A lot of Wilco. A lot of Wilco. Any hip hop? Uh, nothing on the, no, I listened to, um, you know, I, my life is very crazy and loud and busy. So I kind of keep it low key when I'm home. I kind of, you know, turn down the volume a little bit. I just let lay low for, for my workouts. You know, I, they're really focused. I mean, sometimes I just have something going in the background uh, and I listen to like live music. So I'll take like a Krongbin from the boiler room or the last waltz with like the band and a bu bunch of old, you know, classic rock, that kind of stuff. Well, I definitely dig that energy. And I'll tell you what, we've got folks from all over the country and really even beyond the United States tuning in here tonight. Um, I guess that makes me want to transition into kind of a wrestling question. So you've had a lot of experiences with a lot of different promotions. Can you talk to us about maybe a funny story abroad, something interesting that happened to you just kind of being a you know, wide-eyed American, like what the hell am I doing in Mexico or Japan or wherever? You got any of those cool stories you might be able to share with us here tonight? Oh, I got no. I think the first thing, first thought, best thought. That's what my meditation. 
just thought. So we'll go with that one. So that this is uh, 2017, 16. Definitely not good with dates, but me and Dalton Castle. It's Dalton Castle's first European tour. I've done more than one or two at this point. So I have like a friend not too far from where we're, you know, we're doing a, a round of shows for a round of different promoters. So um, we are in Blackpool of, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club BCC. We're in Blackpool staying at a kind of interesting old hotel. And it's time to go towards our next town. But in between, we're going to stop by my friend's house. He he owns a really old bar that has like uh, Roman roads in the basement. So it's that that's how old it is. Ooh. It's a cool pub. And we're going to stop in this town. It's like called Kagashal or something like that. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. But so I didn't really tell Dalton like where we were going, but we got the tickets for the train. And right as we go, we're, we're we end up going the wrong way to get to the train and then so we have to hustle to get to the other side and we hustle and i'm ahead of him and i jump in and behind me the doors are closing and my bag is stuck in the the doors closing center wise my bag is stuck in the middle but dalton's on the other side of uh the door he's outside i'm inside and i just yank my bag in the gate shut and um as much as he yelled, they wouldn't open my it My Dalton! <laughs> and so I had to I had to take my phone and take the name of the city and make it large enough. And I put it on the window of the of the I put it on the as window. He was running. Yeah, well, so he could read and he could figure out what town it was. And uh it ended up he got on the next train and he was there a couple hours later. But you know, it's this is still like we just didn't have um sell data or that kind of stuff you know we just kind of were winging it a little old school style but i mean you know i i've traveled in way harsher conditions i used to have to use a payphone to call home from japan so things are definitely better now Uh, and i'm sure that they are man i'm thinking of that story and and dalton just absolutely killing the game right now, man. I've always been a huge fan of him from when he started in RH and, and even beyond that. But I, I compare that story to kind of what you're experiencing now with AEW. I, I've been fortunate enough to go to a show. They absolutely crush Kansas City. Uh, they, they crush St. Louis every time that they come into town. I'm curious, man, what's that culture like backstage? Because that's what all the fans are wondering compared to some of the other shows that you've been on, or is it fairly similar and just a little bit more laid back? I, I guess we're all curious to know. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what really what the, what the culture is. I mean, it's just a nice place to be. It's a nice place to work. Um, you know, it's it's really exciting to be a part of something. When I first started at GCW, we didn't want to, like, get contracts. We didn't want to get signed somewhere. We wanted to start our own thing. And that's what AEW is. That's what the Bucks did. We started our own thing. And, uh, you know, so I'm just really proud to be a part of it. I, you know, it's it's rocking. If people aren't on board now, you're making a mistake. They're missing it. You know, some really good wrestling these days. Well, what I've heard, at least from some of the folks that have been on the show and, and folks that I've got a chance to meet and talk to is that there isn't so much of a feeling like that you can't express yourself or be yourself or, you know, the old walking on eggshells thing. And I'm sure, you know, everybody's got a bad day at the office, but have you experienced that kind of welcoming open arm atmosphere that, that some of the other guys have been talking about? 
Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's like you can't compare. Like AEW is new, so it, it only can, you can really you can you can't compare it to the wrestling of the past because it's only the wrestling of the present. Um, and you know, I think AEW set out with a a moral uh, an imperative for a moral high ground, and I think that's always been part of like what the the Bucks are about, like being good people first, and then you know that then and on then also doing wrestling and i think that's kind of how the whole company believes in doing the right thing for the you know and um it's always you know aw's always stood behind its wrestlers and supported all the guys through the ups and the downs and yeah i just really think that uh everybody's intentions are really good everybody's doing their best and so that's why it's really cool to be a part of it it's really inspiring to be around these people who are such high achievers so awesome at wrestling and such like creative beasts and guys who are just fearless and yeah, it's it's great being there. I, well, I, I really can, have like grown I as a wrestler it comes across, immensely, Matt. It, it comes across in the product when you go see it live, when you see it on TV. You kind of get that feeling, man. That's why. And I don't take my son to all the wrestling shows that I go to, but I knew this is one that I had to take him to, and it was the best experience he's had so far. So thank you, thank That's you, great. and all the rest of the guys that are doing their thing. Skywalker, I know you're anxious to get back in, but I do want to give the fans which are first and foremost, I think, in all of our books, their opportunity. So here's a quick uh, message here from Aaron Lawrence. It says, I still have a Polaroid, a Polaroid of myself and Matt at my first GCW show when I was seven. Uh, <laughs> as that make you feel a little bit? Sorry, yeah. Matt. It says, uh, thank you for getting me interested in this awesome business. You are literally my idol, man. So that's got to make you feel some kind of way, right? Oh, man, that's very cool. I mean, I my first in-ring Polaroid, I was 16, and it was with, Ty Dalton, Dino Blade, and oh, what was his name? Oh, he was so good. Oh, oh what was his name? Violent J. Caster. Caster. Wow. Yeah, so that, that was the trio that when I went to my first indie show, those were the guys that kind of inspired me. Um, so it's cool, man. I mean, that's the lineage. You know, like, that's why I train. Right now, I train at the Wrestling Lab in Clearwater, Florida. But we love giving back to wrestling. You know what I mean? Wrestling gave me so much, so many good times, so much fun. Um, you know, we just, I just love sharing it with people and that's cool meeting, you know, getting a chance to chop it up with you guys and catch up with people from the Midwest and everything. Cause I mean, that's the scene that, that gave me that life that like, I mean, if there wasn't a scene there, if there weren't people wrestling before me and re people coming in after me, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know what I'd do if, if there hadn't been a ring in Bridgeton or wherever it was Amen. to get started. Yeah. Amen, indeed. Hey, Skywalker, I know you heard those names and you got all excited, so I'm going to give you a chance to jump on in here before we get into really the topic of the night, which is Mike's appearance at UUCW in the great state of Kansas. I, I can't say enough good things, and we're going to cover that extensively, but I wanted you to, to get a chance to jump back in because I know you love the nostalgia, bro. I know you do. I feel like I'm magically about 20 years old again, going through those names. <laughs> of the Ty Daltons, the Dino Blades, the Violent J. Casters. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you get the opportunity to, I mean, that was a man that could go out there and, I mean, you were prepared for a fight when you got in the ring with Violent J. Caster. He was a man. He was solid. He was very well-rounded as a competitor. And, and I've got another name I want to throw out there since we're kind of going back here a little bit, uh, Matt. And that is a man that you know very well, that being Dingo. Can you give us any... Uh, any input or any kind of memories that you have about competing? I know you've competed against the man countless times inside the ring. What yeah. are your thoughts on Dingo? Yeah, I think he gave me two power bombs and a DVD twice a weekend for a, <laughs> for a good long stretch. Baptism. Ha happy to have survived. You know, when we started, man, every, this wasn't any business. Like, it's not like it is now where everybody's welcome. It's easy. It's like 
this was hardcore deathmatch time, man. Like, you had to be tough. You had to be strong. You know, I think that's what like that GCW cruiserweight division at the time, man. People were wild. We were crazy. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh Dingo. Yeah, Dingo Driver's still a great move. Might have to break that one out next week. Yes. Break it out on Saturday. Well, I gotta throw one more thing out here. And again, I had an opportunity um with countless different promotions that I've been in. One of the things that you held was you held the Open the Brave Gate Championship with Dragon Gate. And a lot of people aren't really truly understanding of what the Japanese style of wrestling is and how it compares to American wrestling. So can you give our viewers and those that are uh, listening to the program tonight a little bit of your opinion of what the differences are between American wrestling and Japanese wrestling? Yeah, well, one's way better than the other. Now, let me tell you, I don't just do Japanese wrestling. When I run, when you wrestle for Dragon Gate, you do Dragon Gate wrestling. It's completely different than anything anyone's ever seen. It's really hard to get out there because they don't really care if anybody in America watches it. They just do it anyway. Uh, if you check my Twitter, I just posted um, a clip of me and a guy from Dragon Gate wrestling in WXW 2007. It's just kind of like maybe the back couple minutes of the match. But but you'll see, we do it differently. I mean, we changed the game like that, the style. I mean, so after I left Dragon Gate, I went to WWE. After that, the guys that took that kind of were moving up in Dragon Gate were Pac, Ricochet, the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? It, Generico had been there, uh, Sami Zayn and Steen. I mean, the Dragon Gate had a really good eye for talent and really showed us a, a different way of doing it than the classic traditional way of wrestling um you know we were all kind of grew up on watching japanese wrestling those tapes that we traded it meant a lot to us like it, uh when when you find out and when you watch that kind of wrestling and it connects with you you know you don't want to do any other type uh you know you don't want to just do some ham it up corny stuff you know what i mean it's a uh, it's it's wrestling where the people aren't playing wrestler they really are wrestlers and i think fans dig into that because there's there's less phoniness it's very genuine it's very real um yeah if you get a chance check out some dragon gate wrestling but really all japanese wrestling is awesome i love wrestling for new japan um you know that that's where minoru suzuki was wrestling at the time jushin thunder liger a million times i wrestled with liger in uh, dragon gate also but yeah i mean it's just a whole world it's just like music you know whatever tune you like just dig it you know i don't some people love death matches me uh some people like real long technical 60 minute matches everybody you know whatever but whatever you find it doesn't make other stuff less valid it just means everybody enjoys their thing and usually what we like most is what hit us when we were young when we were 15 when we were 16 when we were 14, exactly nostalgia when we were with baby. Your brother whatever you, you know what i mean so it's like it, i don't like the comparisons i just like saying oh wow i'm glad you enjoyed that me too but i you know for me you know your hulk hogan was my dean malenko you know it doesn't you know I don't like comparing too much or whatever. And I don't believe that whoever made the most money is, is the best way to evaluate pro wrestling. So, you know, I, I do see things a little differently than everybody else, but uh, you know, in, in the end, it's like, we just really enjoy having good shows and putting on live events for fans and everybody just has fun. And we keep a little um, tradition, a little lineage, you know, a little bit of entertainment going. Well, right now, I mean, again, I want to go ahead and throw another comment, another name from the past, if you will, here. A trip down memory lane here on the WrestleTalk podcast this evening. Uh, go ahead and bring that back up if you can for just a minute so so uh, Matt can catch that. Another man you're very familiar with, Jeremy Lightfoot. Uh, yeah. The message saying, your matches with Liger were incredible. I can echo that sentiment completely. I mean, there are so many matches that you've had that just, I mean, are mesmerizing. 
not just in Japan, but across all the promotions you've wrestled with. I mean, again, if you look at the who's who, uh, Ring of Honor, IWA Mid-South, uh, Dragon Gate, uh, AEW, WWE. I mean, you've pretty much covered the, the, the spectrum when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. And I do have to kind of transition back here to AEW, but I want to go back to talking about the opportunity that you've had uh, through the pandemic and things along those lines of being able to compete with your brother, Mike. Now, I mean, you know, he's traveled the world. I think he's been in Dragon Gate and several other promotions that you've been in. I mean, my older brother was the one that brought me, much like you did in Mike. I was the younger brother. I was the one that was brought in by my own brother to into the world of professional wrestling. How does it feel to be going from when you two were younger to being on a stage like a Dragon Gate or uh, AEW with your family beside you in the ring? Yeah, you know, I learned a lot, and really my passion from wrestling does come from Mike. He just understood it and really enjoyed it. The he, Mike really got the comedy of wrestling and saw, like, the lighter side of it. And um, Yeah, teaming with him, he's just long overdue. Mike's been ready. He's he's trained and lived like a wrestler his whole life. I mean, it, since you know, basically his whole after-college life. Um, and while working, while working a job, while doing all that, he always maintained – that, that diligence, the discipline, the desire to wrestle and trained always. All, every summer was trained in Japan. Well, first in Ring of Honor and then in Japan at Dragon Gate. Yeah, Mike's all, he rocks. I mean, we do. We had this match against, you can probably, you can find it on YouTube. It's so easy. Seidel Brothers against Lucha Brothers. Yes, uh, I saw that. We rocked it. I mean, oh, Mike, my gosh. Like, he, he's awesome. So I'm just glad that the whole world got to see how good he is. And I'm glad, you know, everybody... Got to rock it. He would be there in Wichita coming up this weekend, but he is booked elsewhere, unfortunately. But count on us teaming up again soon in the near future. Uh, but guys, I got a couple, just a couple minutes left. So if you want to, okay, well that's 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 not a problem at all. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I know Night Owl, you've got a couple of quick questions here about UUCW. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to my broadcast colleagues so we can go ahead and uh, focus on uh, one of the big parts of this interview, that being your appearance. Uh, coming up in the in the upcoming uh, weeks. Right, I'll go ahead. Well, absolutely. And I do want to acknowledge the folks in the comment section who keep correcting me. Listen, I saw Mike first at Metro Pro Wrestling like 10 years ago. So I see Matt and I see Mike. And to me, they're, they're, they're totally different, but they're also one and the same. So it's not a disrespect thing. You do have a brother named Mike and you guys are absolutely both incredible. You just got to do me a favor. You got to you gotta tell Mike, that that yoga salt thing with the mat he's got to keep doing that thing man that moonsault he does with the mat underneath it's like one of my favorite things when i started going to independent wrestling shows i remember seeing him do that um at turner rec center and i've never forgotten it so that was definitely one of the things that got me hooked in to the side l brothers bro um on that note is that match against the lucha bros is that your favorite time that you've teamed with mike matt is that is that your favorite of all i'm curious yeah i'd say it's number two number two number one yeah, number one would be KBS Hall in what is that place called? Um, KBS Hall in Kyoto, Japan. It is the famous building with this 30 foot stained glass window behind the ring. And um, wow. it was me, Mike, and Ricochet teaming up in a six man. It rocked. My my brother and my dad were there. It was just, uh, my our the third side of brother was there and our, our dad. Like, so we, we got to do what we like. You know, like, and after that, like, I was like, wow, we peaked. Like, I don't know how much cooler <laughs> moments we can have. And then sure enough, we're getting these matches on. That was the coolest thing Mike and I did was do the tag team 
Battle Royal on a pay-per-view at AEW um, because like see that it, it was an you know we worked hard for it I mean like we scraped and clawed our way up the tag division there were a lot of people trying to get into AEW at that time and we were just like going nuts trying to you know prove that we were hell of a brother tag team grinding and we hope that you keep it going now there is one thing I would dare to say gets you as excited as teaming up with your brother and I know that's being a teacher Matt um, you get an opportunity to do that. Uh, on the 13th, not only you're going to be competing, and we'll be talking about it in just a moment, but you're also having a seminar. Man, talk to us about putting that teacher cap on and kind of what that does for you, because I know inspiring the next generation is something that that does mean a lot to you, correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of. OK, yeah, great. Looking forward to that training seminar. I mean, I kind of have like. So much stuff I want to go through, it's hard for me to pick like what I'm going to teach teach the kids that day but it's all it's all about who they are as individuals and like wh where they're at because i really love getting just the one-on-one -on -one time because there's no generalization for pro wrestling because you're the you're the canvas you're the artwork and so i can't tell you how to do you you like so what i try and do is help people unlock their abilities and help them express what they're trying to get out in a way that the fans will understand and the other wrestlers are understanding nobody gets hurt that's you know that's what i do all right well now on that though going from the teacher side of matt seidel to the performer side you do have a match coming up and i and i mentioned it just a moment ago you're facing without a doubt two of the top hottest up-and-coming superstars in midwest pro wrestling but specifically in the state of kansas what can you tell us about this uh disturbing the peace matchup that you're going to be having for UUCW's uh, promotion that's making huge waves uh, throughout pro wrestling, man. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, I'm probably going to ride that wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be dancing on the surfboard riding the wave. That's me. <laughs> I mean, like, these matches are great. Like, this is um, a pretty – this is a situation I'm not, not all too unfamiliar with. These three-way dances are good. They kind of favor me because I'm um, – Multi-man matches are definitely a specialty of mine. So that's, it just, it's like, instead of adding one more possibility, it's like an exponential addition when you add that third person. So the matches are going to just be more fun. A lot more personality gets to come out. Um, you know, I've got like a couple submissions that I'm going to slap on both these guys probably at the same mm. time. <laughs> a couple things, you know, it just depends on how, you know, I, the, these, uh, these kind of matches, like, I got to see what that ring's like. I got to see what the building's like. But uh, I think it's going to be one of these ones where it, you won't want to blink. Well, it's, it's I guess, it, and my final note is this. Like, when you're looking and you're walking into a new venue, a new opportunity like this, are you scouting from the moment that you walk in? Not just when you get into the ring, but are you scouting from the moment you walk into the locker room? Yeah. I mean, if, if these guys are good, they'll be in AEW. You know what I mean? Like, I got my eyes open. I'm all, you know, we're. We're, we're trying to find the best talent on the planet. And like the only way you can, you can hear about them, but you really got to test them in the ring. You know, this is sort of what Christopher Daniels used to go around and do what AJ Styles was going around and doing. And, you know, now, now the burden's on me, I guess a little bit to kind of <laughs> keep it going and, and uh, show these guys the way, you know, I was only 18 years old when Elix Skipper came down and wrestled me. I might've been 18 also when I wrestled kid cash for the first time. I mean, you don't like, as a young kid, I thought I was good. I thought I knew what I was talking about. But I realized there's levels to this. There's levels to this game. You know what I mean? And I'm here to show these guys that, like, there's room for growth. There's, you know, you can, they're as high as you 
think you are now, there's always another platform to stand on and another platform to get to. And like, it's just more, more, more. My very close friend, Ray Phoenix, once told me siempre mejor, which means always better. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that that's the idea is every, every time we're not trying to do the same thing. I'm not trying to tell the same jokes every week. I'm trying to create it with something new that sparks me. That's going to spark the audience for that day in that moment. You know, it's just, uh, that's that mystery until it happens is kind of one of the joys of wrestling and doing it. These live performances in front of the crowd, because we're, we're making music together, you know, we're getting a jam and uh, that's what we're going to do in Wichita. Well, we are absolutely going to do that, guys. Guys, I will be there uh, at the commentary table alongside Kenny Zombie Jones, not only for this incredible matchup, but the rest of the card. And I guess I would be remiss if I didn't do this. You have one last thing to handle for us, Matt, and then we'll let you go because we know you're a busy guy. Longtime St. Louis supporter of yours with the question that just popped up on the screen, but I'll let him ask it himself. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that we all know and love, the one and only DJ Big Sexy, Chris Rodell. Make it quick, buddy. What do you got for Matt? So, Matt, I know you're a longtime uh, fan of the wrestling here in St. Louis. And uh, I know how many times did you uh, huddle around the radio listening to the stranglehold with Brian Stahl and then going to the pay-per-views at the rec room uh, off of Telegraph Road? Yeah, I mean, I, we used to call in to, the, to Stully all the time, and we, we did a mini golf tournament, and we got free tickets to a Raw one time from Stully. And, you know, I've been friends with him ever since. The way he – I really feel like he took wrestling out of the weirdo fringeness <laughs> and really, ma- really mainstreamed it because it was on KFNS. You could hear it on the radio. They were talking about it like it, was a re- like it wasn't just – a total nonsense, you know, whatever and, juggalo and, and, wrestling show or something. Yeah, yeah. He would, he would actually have like a table set up at like all of the events at the like Kiel's, I call it the Kiel Center, yeah. but what, what, whatever the arena, the name is at the time. So I, I, I just always, I, I remember you telling someone else in another interview about uh, you're listening to Brian Stahl and he's yeah. still around. He's still around the St. Louis area. He had a job with the Battle Hawks for a while. So oh, great. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he really legitimized wrestling for us and gave us a little bit of the inside scoop. I, it was Brian Stahl who first told me, look in the yellow pages for indie wrestling. If you want to find it. <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate you rodell yeah. no thank hey thank you appreciate you guys thanks now, for hey, one last thing before you go man we got to do it we got to hit it it is this upcoming august 13th saturday night live professional wrestling that's united underground championship wrestling disturbing the peace dtp tickets available at TempleLive.com, guys that's 322 east First Street North, Wichita, Kansas. You'll see me there. You'll see Matt there. Mike won't be there, but Matt will be there. For those of y'all giving me all the crap, brother, we love you. Grace and priest to you. Thank you for being here. And please don't be a stranger, amigo. Please. Right on, guys. See everybody in Wichita on Saturday. Let's go. Pro wrestling. Adios. Wow. Gentlemen, I botched like three times during that match. But I think I had a decent recovery because I do know Mike and we've interviewed Mike and we love Mike. And the fact that Mike, uh, due to Matt and his own talents, of course, has gotten a notoriety lately on AEW. Just it, it makes my heart flutter, guys, because everybody who knows 
Mike and Matt are both equally talented and both extremely handsome. We all and know that, that and right? That, and that and that yoga salt just doesn't with Mike. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it. It hits differently, dude. The Matt. I'm telling you, anybody who's ever seen him do it knows that Matt is the game changer, bro. Rodell, thank you for popping in late, bro. That was that was fantastic. Great timing. I heard that she. I actually heard from a little birdie that uh someone needs an opponent for the game show challenge this week. Hmm. Really? Well, listen. I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, that's just that's just my game. Unless Robert slipped you the answers before the show, which is very likely. You St. Louis fans are no. You guys are just a notch below Boston fans. Okay, in my book, I'm just letting you know right now. Oh, 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 really? A Maharatas or how, whatever you used to call your name. Uh, first of all, sir, I am the Night Owl Board of Directors. I, I don't even know. Okay, listen, I got a problem with that guy. Don't don't you ever accuse me of being that jerk, okay? Don't do it. Just because we're both Latino. That's what I feel is happening here. You're do all right. Latinos look alike, Rodell? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm, I'm not saying that. I look I'm nothing not... like El Maharatas. At, at least I... At least I didn't call you Nightmare Jones like I accidentally did on a show before. Come on now, so. bro. I'd have to be like a foot shorter than I am. Come on now, bro. <laughs> it was my it was my bad. I was I was talking We're about balls, I, was, though, that's for- <laughs> I, I was talking about I was talking about you, but I had Nightmare Jones on the mind, I guess. I don't know. That that hurts my feelings even more. That not a good save at all. Well, you know something, guys? <laughs> we could go on and on and on with this Nightmare Jones talk, but you know what? It's time. I, I think it was 85, if my memory serves me correct. I mean, again, I do have a moment or two where I kind of get forgetful. It's time for that Interstate 70 rivalry. The Night Owl, big sexy right here on the Game Show Challenge. We don't need to hear any more talking. We need to get some things. I don't know how Kansas City is going to feel about me representing them in this match. St. Louis has the best barbecue. Where? (laughs) Where? You don't even have a place. We have tons of What place? No. I'm on a Sugar Fire, Pappy's, uh, Salt smoke. Smoke. Um, there, there's well, several other ones. Well, they'll they use sweet baby rage, bro. Are you serious right now? Well, they don't use sweet baby rage. Yeah, they do. Well, now, yeah, I will, they I will do. say, I will say, Oklahoma, jo- Oklahoma Joe's is legit. Or I'm sorry, it's probably it's Joe's. It's just Joe's barbecue now, right? It, they they drop Oklahoma off of it, right? If yeah, I'm, yeah. It, it's just it, hey, it's just hockey and baseball, not right? They they drop football out of it. St. Louis, that is. That is you, okay. There you go. go. I mean, play with me, Rodell. I, I, I mean, I'm here for a fight, baby. At least we, at least we have a baseball team that actually can win a game. So, wait, wait, we have a baseball team. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, any, not anymore after the trade deadline. But, uh, well, guys, I'm gonna throw we it at Mavericks, this baby, and we're gonna put it real simple. Night Owl talks about our barbecue, but yeah, no, he, he started it. Don't you know? No, 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 hold on, hold on. He started talking about our barbecue. But you also rave about our toasted wraps, which came from St. Louis. I love St. Louis barbecue. Do I look like a guy that turns down barbecue anywhere I go? It's Rodell and his beef. And, he literally and, started beef. And and, he's, and, he, and you know he loves the St. Louis beer products, too. Okay. So. Well, then let me put you on the spot before we get into the trivia challenge. Mike Seidel or Matt Seidel? I've I've known, I know, I've known Mike more, so uh, I've, I've, been, I've, been in, I've been in shows with Mike more than I have Matt. So. Right, so, so is it fair to say that I had multiple Freudian slips? 
Is that, is that- it's it's easy. Luke will tell me every time when Mike's out there. He's like, "Remember, it's, it's Mike, Mike. Side. Mike, not Matt." <laughs> Bro, I got I got promoters yelling at me. I got co-hosts yelling at me. I got the fans are yelling at me. I'm like, "Do y'all think this is helpful? Y'all are yelling at me during a live broadcast. I'm sorry." And he didn't seem offended by it. Why? Because they're both incredibly talented and they're both incredibly handsome. Okay, I just it is what it is. And they're both experts at yoga. That's right. And they'll both kick our ass. So let's behave. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, like let's I said, now that, we, now that we've had 37 different discussion topics in three minutes, Sorry. let's go ahead and hit the music for tonight's episode of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Mm, I think we can cue that up. I do want to say one thing before we go, because I know we're going to forget if we don't do this right now. Rodell, you're here, and I got to put you on the spot, buddy. Help us out. And help us go through the sponsors just one last time. All the Talk sponsors are Royal Mills Transportation, the one and only CEO, Dewan Mills, Rathbun Engraving, those beautiful Talk podcast mugs, which makes your which makes your drink 17% better. Nobleman's Barbershop, Casey, Missouri, Bar- Pete the Barber, King Cade Arcade at Oak Park Mall, Everything Combat with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich and our good buddy Jay Hollywood. The maestro Jeremy Carp brings you the Interstate 70 Sports Media and the one and only the FWWC. Wow, Rodell on his game, baby. Game show challenge time. Hit that music. We're going to get music here, guys. I mean, seriously, you guys have. Oh, there it is. Okay. Gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. And of course, our contestants this evening are the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and DJ Big Sexy Chris Rodell. Now, gentlemen, here's what's up. In a few moments, I'm going to go ahead and ask you questions about three famous professional wrestlers. As soon as you know what the topic is, as soon as you know who the wrestler is, shout out your answer. The first one to get two out of three falls will be tonight's winner. Now, even though it was supposed to have been the Night Owl taking on Matt Seidel. We all know how that was going to go. Tonight, We all know how that was going to go. Matt was going to whoop your ass. He was. Matt was going to whoop your ass. He was going to kick my ass. Okay, I'm going to get in trouble here. Someone put whoop your ass. Shoosh. Shoosh. Okay, now, tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is M-I-Z- C-O-U. I'm going to be giving you information about three famous wrestlers who have ties to the state of Missouri. As soon as you think you know the answer to the question, shout out your answer. I'm going to just say something here. Shit. Yeah, that, try that one more I time don't live in Missouri. I live in the state of Kansas. You know who lives in the state I'm of sorry. Missouri? You know who lives in the state of Missouri? Big Sexy, Chris Rodell. This this, this trivia challenge is already culturally biased because I'm a Kansan, not a Missourian. I'm just going to say that. And someone also said that Sweet Baby Ray's is amazing. So, What? That's what it says. Hold on, hold on. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious, guys? Wow. Okay, moving right <laughs> along to the game show challenge. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to UUCW, by the way. We love you guys. I cannot wait for the 13th. It's going to be incredible. 
Let's go. Here, Here we go. Question number one. This individual has traveled the globe wrestling inside a professional wrestling ring. Matt Seidel. No. He has competed for countless promotions in the Midwest. Delirious. No. He is also a former IWTV champion. War Horse. And he is, that is correct, the War Horse. <laughs> Big Sexy Chris Riddell with the <laughs> one in the league. Got he. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> I ain't done yet, Road Dog. I ain't done yet. I'm just telling you right now. All right. Question number two, gentlemen. This individual is a legend in the sport of professional wrestling. Harley Race. How do you get that with one second? Chris Rodell, two straight questions. You sent him the answers before the show. This is such bullshit. This is terrible. You guys are setting me up. This is an ass whooping. All right, question number three. And night out, I'm going to go ahead and get things ready to go here. This individual (sighs) has competed around the world in professional wrestling. He is known for winning championships on multiple continents. He is also known for having family in professional wrestling and being a guest of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Name Matt Seidel. That is correct. The Night Owl gets the third fall. That was worth two, right? That was double no. or nothing? No. It goes two to one. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's winner of the Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge is big, sexy Chris Rodell. Hit his music. message five minutes ago to ask to come on and, and do the game show challenge. Why, you why, do you think, challenge. Why, why do you think he sent you that message, bro? Mm-hmm. Why? Shots fired! Shots fired! It's all right. It's all right. We still got a better football team than you. Our barbecue is still better. And guess what? At CAC, the Kansas City guy is going to be the more handsome one between me and Luke Skywalker Robbins. Take that, suckers! So Adam, P- Adam Pena from uh, UUCW has a quote that says that we need to do a tag team style KC versus uh, ST- STL on the next on the next yeah. wrestling. Yeah, how about we do it? How about we do it on our home turf? Just like y'all set me up here tonight. I'm telling you right now. If if this was shooting shot, you boys would be f- ooh ooh. Is you all know something, say. Night Owl? Here's what I think we need to do. And again, I know you're 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 bothered. I'll tell you what you we think- do. You think and I know that there's going to be a day when the two of you are going to be back hosting the program. Here's what it is. And I'm going to keep it in my memory banks. The next time that we have you two as the hosts of the Russell Talk podcast, 
we are going to have the first ever. We've had a two-on-one matchup. The next time you two are hosts of the program, we are going to have our first tag team game show challenge. He Cody Rhodes me. He showed up at the last minute. I didn't have a chance to prepare, okay? You you and your bleach gray hair, not bleach blonde, but I'm, Rodell, I love you, bro, but this is war. You hear me? It's flat out war, and I'm going to be seeking my revenge. I want you to know that. Oh, you think so, huh? No! Yes. Yes, I do. Now, you think, you on, think, you, you think so? You, you think I, so? Yeah, listen, there's who, only who, one. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the best at the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge is the hosts. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a there dime. Never, never drew a dime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, I want to thank everybody who participated in this week's show on any level, whether you were a sponsor or a guest or a surprise call in or you were in the comments section, or you just hit that share button, or you hit the angry button because you disagreed with my takes. It doesn't matter. We love and appreciate every single member of the Wrestle Talk family. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Enzo, for giving me shit throughout the whole show, you micromanaging bully. I love you for trying to make me better, bro. You guys are incredible. We're both, inter- make- both interviews tonight were really good. Dude, Latin, it was tor- awesome. Latin Tornado was tremendous he, Dude, he, even even despite the connection issues we didn't fail to connect with right. lt i think you could you could hear you that. could hear him the whole time is the the screen froze occasionally but dude brought the heat he did skywalker well you know something right now it could be another day another time but i think uh rodell would agree with me uh the big discussion topic of tonight was the missouri state athletic commission rodell i know we're, we're here in overtime on the russell talk podcast but i'd be remiss before we let this go what are your thoughts on this whole situation with the athletic commissions i like the athletic commission i don't like the way they tax the the promotions i like the way they they do the licensing i think we need licensing to keep to, so it basically doesn't become another like Illinois or another like another state that doesn't have an athletic commission and anything goes, but the this excise tax that they're charging a dollar per person, even if they have a comp ticket, is just that's that's just the state trying to grab money for two years that they couldn't host a WWE or AEW show to uh, have their budget. The problem is the problem is is with the Missouri Department of Athletics, it's not written into the Missouri budget. There's no money from the state of Missouri in in the budget for the Missouri State Department of Athletics. I don't know if that's for the whole professional registration department, but um, there's no budget. There's no line item in the budget for that. And I don't know if it's never been fought for or what. It's just... I, 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 they're, they're going to put, they're going to put small promotions out of, they're going to put small promotions out of, out of uh, business. And, and, and I want to retort and say, I am on the other side of that argument because in Kansas, we have no state athletic commission and people are free to run without any of these ridiculous limitations. And you know, what sets us apart? The promoters that run in Kansas, KCXW, um, uh, CSW, uh, the whole KWA, including, of course, XW and PCW, UCW, they run their promotions with dignity and they wouldn't book people that weren't prepared to be there and train properly and check medically. So if you have promoters being responsible, there's no need 
for a state commission like what's happening in the state of Missouri. You know why, Rodeau? Because I do agree with a certain level of regulation, but it gets out of hand, and that's exactly what's happening in Missouri. It, and it is tax. going to hurt. Exactly. It's going to hurt the overall product on the level that we enjoy the most, which is the local level, which is extremely unfortunate, and I know we can all agree on that. Exactly. It is the one thing that brings all promoters in the state of Missouri together is the taxing of the of the shows the f taxes the the five the five percent of the gate that we already have to pay plus um or whatever it's it's whatever the state tax the the local county taxes so if it's count if the county is six percent it's it's whatever that taxes plus they're also charging that dollar per person that comes in absurd and 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 that's not just and apparently it's not just people it, it could just be any worker that just happens to be not helping off, set off up the, the ring the that's right. right trying to make their trying to pay their dues and i, I will let adapinia have the final word here uh, a, a promoter it says taxing the promotions is bullshit in kansas they want their event fee a cut of the ticket for sales ftp you guys all know what that means so uh, shout out to both Kansas and Missouri. They do things a little bit different, but they're doing exactly what we're trying to do here every single week, gentlemen, and that is push professional wrestling forward. We will be back next week with another incredible show. Me and Skywalker getting ready for Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. We will be at the CAC. So I guess I, so I, I got to hold down this fort again, huh? Well, you know something here, and I'm going I'm to throw this out here real quick and simple. And, and night out, I don't know. If we've got it on the sounding block, but I have a little bit of breaking news. Can we get the breaking news sound here? I mean, I'm intrigued. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you've heard earlier this evening, the Night Owl and myself will be having the opportunity to be taking part in this year's Cauliflower Alley Club, which will be taking place in the later part of September out in Las Vegas, Nevada. I do want to let you know, Rodell brought up an interesting point. Is what He's going to have to hold down the fort. But right here, right now, I am happy to announce that in addition to updates that we'll be receiving through social media from the Night Owl and myself, Later in September, we will be bringing back Wrestle Madness 4. For those who want to know, that was the opportunity to choose a topic and see who is the best of the best. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now that Wrestle Madness will be returning to the Wrestle Talk podcast in the weeks to come. If you have any information, if you have any topics that you'd like us to tackle, make it a point to check us out and send those messages on social media. Gentlemen, I had to bring it out there since, the, since Big Sexy brought it up. While we're out there bringing exclusive updates at CAC, we're going to have Wrestle Madness here as well. So we're going to be bringing wrestling from all different avenues right here to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Gentlemen, any final thoughts tonight? Rodell? Don't don't worry. I'll 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 leave the I'll leave the building like it was before we left. So um... or better. Or better, uh, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to work with Sonny one of these weeks, so I'm gonna have to drink coffee all day to keep yeah, up. Yeah, well, that. Sonny's mad at me right now. Tell him I love him. He's pissed hey, off. for the record, he's now up to eight cups of coffee <laughs> since the beginning of the show. That's crazy. Uh-huh. And the last thing I wanted to hit on uh, was just kind of echoing what I said a little bit earlier. Uh, family issues going on, guys. So if I'm not 
as responsive as I usually am, whether it be business or personal, please uh, accept my apologies. And then also I want to encourage everybody to take a moment and check out the new and improved WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Been messing with the logo, messing with the body. We've got our Twitter feed there, all our latest shows, including uh, the FWWC tonight, which airs every single Thursday. Thank you to Hardcore Hoss also for jumping on a bit earlier and uh, bringing us up to speed partially with the card um that uh that he was trying to drop it we had some technical issues we ended up losing him but kudos to the fwwc all of our wonderful sponsors our wonderful women family friends moms everybody who supports us and allows us to do this show it is truly an honor and pleasure but again please take a moment if you get the opportunity and go and check out the new and improved wrestletalkpodcast.com uh add it to your favorites visit frequently for all the latest and greatest on all things involving the wrestle talk podcast gentlemen I'm going to let you jump back in here so we can all go ahead and say good night. Good night. Good night. Peace, everybody. Catch you next week.